0: Tribe. Where you at? I hope you ready, rising from the ashes, and it's getting heavy. Conspiracies, we got plenty, and some are scary. From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Dan Unaki, Dan and the homie, Romy. I was bugging out all the crazy things he showed me. Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies. Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe. Hey, so wake up, wake up, get it crackin'. Rise out the ashes. I know you got a passion. Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies, other
1: dimensions, plenty ancient history. Fire tribe, where you at? Wake up. We about to get into it.
0: I know you can't get enough at home, at work. It don't matter. Turn it up. Rising from the ashes. You know what's up. Hey, Uh, rising from the ashes.
2: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Rising from the Ashes. It is Homie Romy here and doing this solo dolo. Doing this intro solo dolo. My. Sweet, beautiful bolo ties. All of you are amazing individuals that have so much magic underneath your Skin pulsing, pulsating. It's quite beautiful. Sir Danunaki Dan is out and about doing some amazing, powerful things. They're moving his magic across the skies. And so we will hear from him later in the interview which we have coming up shortly. ooh I'll tell you what. It's juicier than a a nice, a perfect perfectly cooked uh, New York steak. It is one real nice and juicy. <laughs> hey, it's coming at you. And we have Ron from New England. Ooh. You know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. It's going, 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 going to be good. So, yeah, my friends, um, rising from the ashes, you know who we are. And if not, welcome to the Fire Tribe. We um, just closed off a themed month of Tartaria breakdown goodness. That was amazing. Uh, went deep and hard on that then we had our group show which was uh i think about 11 different researchers and podcasters uh kind of giving some deeper breakdowns on specific questions about what they think about the tartarian empire and the paradigm behind the mud floods and such so if you haven't checked that one out please do it is in fact over 3 hours long and we didn't even get to all of the questions <laughs> pretty crazy but we love it so uh you know we're coming to the end of the year which uh since we've started this uh i guess we can call it like this this new cycle that we're experiencing on a societal level coming to an end and wrapping up uh it was a fast one 2021 went by in a blink of an eye um I myself uh, am going to the first event that I've been to since this all started, and I mean, a, like an actual event. Uh, it's the Emerald Cup in Santa Rosa, the Harvest Ball, and it's got a super sweet lineup—bunch of artists, Random Rab, Big Wild, Keek the Sneak, Dirt Wire, and there's going to be so much more going on. I wish, uh, I wish you all could come. <clears throat> I'm also going to go do some field research in Santa Rosa, checking out the Napa State Asylum, in which I've referenced many times here. Hopefully, I don't get arrested, but hey, if I do, I do it for you. You understand? Do you feel me? I will go, I will take bullets for y'all, Met, you know, metaphorical bullets, but depends on the situation. I might take a real one too. Anyways, uh, we are going to be changing it up after the new year starts. We're going to start our season two and we're going to do things just a little bit differently. i um, really excited. So we're going to stick to themed months and we're going to have themed months and we have a whole template for the year and we're going to get guests on that that are generally you know, more um, provinced in the topics that we're going to talk about. Um, and, you know, if you are a fire tribe or you know the kind of topics that we might talk about. We're going to talk about, we're going to have months dedicated to theosophical deities. So break down different uh, gods and detail um, through different theologies. We're going to talk months, uh, one month specifically about. Pyramids and pyramid structure and energy and and deep 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 we're going deep but we're keeping it themed because we think that we're able to really focus when we have an entire month of specific shows. Also, on top of that, my friends, if you do enjoy the show, um, you know I really, 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 really love that. You know, we've been gaining more listenership and. There's been engagement on the Telegram chat, which has been amazing. I want to shout out to Corey. I want to shout out to Highly Enlightened Alien Thirty Three. I want to shout out to everybody on there. Um, You know, some of you have anonymous uh, anonymous names, but you know, we just got David Borster that just uh, that just uh, joined on there. Tommy Habits just joined as well. Um, we have some, uh, you know, some good engagement on there. Telegram has been something great ever since I got kicked off of Instagram, so I really enjoy that platform. I'm able to find a bunch of good stuff. We're actually going to start a platform on Patreon where, um, you know, you can get these different levels and tiers. And you know, since the show has been doing well, we are going to keep rising from the ashes 100%, you know, obviously free show. Uh, with the multiple hour long episodes that we do, you know, on average from anywhere from two hours to three hours long, we love that. We're never going to charge for that, um, but you know, we are going to do separate solo shows and bonus content that you can basically become a member on Patreon. And uh, I already have multiple guests lined up. I'm going to have a show that is going to be focused a lot on esoteric health and the understanding of of true cellular optimization through the understanding of of history ancestral knowledge and so much more Uh, i'm really excited and i'm gonna go deep down you know a lot of occultic stuff and um and kind of just doing it homey Romy style and dan's gonna have a really sick show uh that is going to be getting on really interesting people and then just having them explain and go into have a fun conversation about what they believe like on a on a spiritual level and how they got there and what type of spiritual journeys they they gotta travel on to to get to where they're at, which I think is a great concept because, you know, granted we're all in this together, but by damn, do we all have different stories and it's it's quite interesting. Um But it's all pieces of the puzzle that makes us the community that we are. And so, um, like I said, I'm really grateful that we even have a show at all and that any of this is going on. Holiday seasons are upon us. And whatever that means to any of you, I hope that it is just doing you, Swelly and Welly. Well, today for RFTA News, I figured it'd be fun just to read a SERP out of a new book that I got. And for all of you beautiful humans out there that know me, you know that I am definitely on the latter end of the transhumanist movement. Transhumanism to me is a severance from us really appreciating what Earth has to offer and our planet um, you know, especially done through nefarious uh hands and and, and the puppet string holders. You know, I, I have, I have qualms, <laughs> I have qualms and, um, you know, I'm just still trying to figure it out. Right. Nothing's perfect. No one's perfect, but this book by Dr. Thomas R Horn, um, who him and and some of his members of the organization, uh, started a show called Skywatch TV. It is a Christian based show, but they bring on a lot of really great, you know, research and, we don't we, and if you listen to this show, we don't hark, we don't hark on Christians. We don't hark on anybody with any religious background. We come with them with our own beliefs because Dan and I are neither of us are Christian, but we absolutely one hundred and twenty percent have to listen to to what other people are finding out in their research. And if it's biased, we'll look at it and understand its its biasness. If there's truth in it, we're gonna take the truth and compare it to other truths. So. Never judge everybody. Just, 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 just be love and, and understand that information is there for for you to interpret it as you need to. But everything is so kind of strewn together in the pot of um of the pot of the fuck stew that we're that we're all placed in, in this crazy society. Um, anyhow, uh, any who, anyhow, this book is called the Milu. Welcome to the transhumanist resistance. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Transhuman resistance. And I'm just going to read part of chapter two, um, and see where we go from there, everybody. Uh, you know, this stuff's really enticing to me. I'm going to put on my best narrator voice and, and just go for gold and I'll just stop when I guess I feel like stopping after a few pages in, um, and you guys can check out the book if you want, uh, make your own, uh, make your own decisions on transhumanism uh and and what it means, and maybe there was transhumanism in the past, right? maybe there was a a merging of what we would consider ancient technology with the powers that be at that time you know, look at crowns, look at tartarian um resonance architecture, look at scepters, look at swords, look at all of these conductive materials that were being captured by the higher-ups and being worn? And why would you wear conductive materials on your head when you know about ascension and you know about spiritual powers and you know about magic and you know about a lot more understanding of the electromagnetic field on earth? And why does that crown match very similarly the spires on top of those buildings? Are you trying to resemble something? Are you also a beacon for ether and electromagnetic energy and is that a form of transhumanism? You know, that's really interesting to me. Um, and it's fascinating nonetheless. So here we go. Chapter two from the Milu. Welcome to the Transhumanist Resistance. Chapter two, Machines of Loving Grace by Tarl Techrib. We are at the beginning of a new ideological and technological revolution in which the objectives are not physical power and control of the environment but direct intervention into the fate of man himself. We are on the back of galloping technology, and we cannot dismount without breaking our necks. Did you see the robot? I asked the porter as we passed in the dimly lit hallway of New York City's Empire Hotel. He stopped and gave me a curious glance. What are you talking about? You passed right by a robot. I said matter-of-factly, motioning to a waiting group of people standing five doors down. He's the one sitting. The porter turned to look, peering at an Asian man seated on a wheeled, cart-like carrier. That's not a human, I emphasized. It's a highly advanced robotic head on a mock body. The gentleman stared and stared some more. No, that's, that's a man he sounded less convinced of what he believed than what he was seeing. He must be handicapped, and that's why he's sitting in the cart. Well, do yourself a favor. Walk up and look closely. You'll see it's not a person at all. Pointing to an individual in the group who looked identical to the one sitting, I explained that the man standing was Hiroshi Ishiguro, a Japanese robotics inventor, and the head was his creation. A robotic... Double, or Geminoid, running around on sophisticated software, automatically reacting to its changing environment, the porter blurted, that can't be true. Just walk by and take a look, I assured him. It's not what you think. Retreating down the hallway, my skeptical friend sauntered as as we passed the group, guardedly examining the person in question. Soon, he was stopped, standing only a few feet away, peering closely at the lifelike figure, and it was staring back at him. Just a short jaunt from where his unusual interaction took place was an extraordinary gathering. For two days in mid-June 2013, New York City's Lincoln Center was home to the Global Future 2045 International Congress. A Synthesis of Man and Machine, Mind and Matter, Eastern Spirituality and Western Secularism. Among the mix of prestigious personalities with James Martin, the tech entrepreneur and the single largest benefactor to Oxford in its 900-year history, Peter Diamandis, the creator of XPRIZE and the co-founder of Singularity University, Ray Kurzweil. Google's famed director of engineering and the developer of Sirius XM Radio, Martin Rothblatt, celebrated pioneer in artificial intelligence, Marvin Minsky addressed the eager crowd through a video feed, Dmitry Itskov, the Russian media mogul who inspired the 2045 initiative, and the organizing entity behind the gathering, was in the spotlight, both on and off the stage. Neuroscientists and consciousness theorists, robotic developers, post-human thinkers, and religious leaders had assembled to explore the bounds of future human evolution. Unlike global events I had attended before, my entrance to the GF245 was made possible through a media pass. Magnum Veritas Productions, a documentary film company, had brought me on board as an advisor and interviewer. Our time at the Congress was therefore split between the event itself, press conferences, and conducting face to face interviews in the Empire Hotel. It was an immersive and interactive experience with some of the leading minds in the transhumanist movement. But what is transhumanism? Trans what? An old but accurate definition can be found in the 1883 edition of the Empirical Dictionary of the English Language, Transhuman, a beyond or more than human. A contemporary description might sound like this. Transhumanism is humanity's intentional evolution through science and technology. Excuse me, sorry. Lincoln Cannon, the president of the Mormon Transhumanist Association, gave this definition in 2013. Transhumanism is the ethical use of technology to expand our abilities from the human and post-human. Transhumanism is thus a changeover, a stepping stone, but not the final stage. It is a, transhu- a transition to post-human potential, moving beyond what we presently are. It is a future-oriented vision, one fueled by incredible scientific and technical advances and the possibilities they portend, greatly magnifying cognitive abilities, enhancing sensory input and genetic restructuring to permanently eliminate disease and weakness, finding ways to move our consciousness into a non-corruptible body, the extension of human life to the point of immortality and even resurrecting the dead. A vast array of technologies and theoretical applications act like the carrot before the horse. Virtual and augmented reality, brain-computer interfacing in the anticipation of one uploading one's mind to an artificial carrier, ubiquitous connection to the global network, cybernetics, and chip implants. Artificial intelligence, robotics, and self-replicating machines, nanotechnology, genetic manipulation, chemical switches for mood control and sharpened awareness, and cryonics for those who can't afford to invest in the projected reawakening. Using these technologies and predicting their impact on individuals and civilization, the offering of perfectibility of forging an optimal species with near infinite capacity through works of our hands becomes more than just a tantalizing dream. It becomes a faith. And the other option is to remain as we are, reside in our limitations, and struggle for a few decades and die. This is unacceptable. Thus, science becomes salvific with its hope place in the speculations of what technology may bring. Transhumanists, those who hold this promise of techno-futures, look to the singularity with anticipation. The hypothetical point in time when information and technology outpace humanity, forcing us to fully integrate into manageable matter. The singularity, will break our limitations of flesh and bone. Man, machine, and information will merge into a new creation. Post-humanity is the anticipated result. Our evolution beyond man, Ubermensch. Max Moore, founded the x Institute, an early group discussing neo-human evolution, provided this explanation during an interview at GF2045. Transhumanism, you can think of as, in some ways, an inheritor of the enlightenment goals and fundamental progress in the human condition, but it's taking it a step beyond the humanist goal of generally improving the human condition through science and technology and goodwill. And it's realizing that humanity itself is limited. Because of our genetic heritage, there are certain limitations to our lifespan, to our health, and to our mental well-being to our cognabilities and it's realizing that we can take this humanist humanist goal further and we can actually change the human condition itself we can use science and technology to understand the causes of aging and we can learn to eliminate those causes it's not an unsolvable problem it's basically the engineering problem a scientific problem there's nothing special about the human lifespan it's just an accident an evolutionary accident and why should we accept that so really transhumanism is talk is about taking control of our own human evolution and deciding how long we want to live how smart we want to be and how well modulated our emotions should be it's really about turning our choices over to us rather than natural selection Transhumanism is often understood as a secularist approach to unbounded progress, a humanist philosophy seeking mankind's expansion, acceleration and overpowering natural limitations. Historically it draws from an intellectual lineage stretching through modern modern entity and it remains a cerebral and technocultural movement. However, it is important to note that not all scientists and technology experts share the posthuman vision. Not too long ago, the mainstream scientific community with reputations on the line spurned those who believed in life extension and augmented futures, but times have changed. Transhumanism has stepped out from the fringes. In terms of demographic and cultural identifiers, the movement is narrow and broad, and it is narrow in it and that it is statistically and professionally predictable. As demonstrated by surveys within the transhumanist community, variations exist from study to study. Nevertheless, the following 2012 survey published from the Journal of Personal Cyber Consciousnesses presents an interesting snapshot regarding education and occupation. 22.8% and 27.6% hold graduate and bachelor's degrees, computers, and mathematics. 27.8% make up the largest fields of op- occupation. Most are unmarried, 64.4%, ethnically white, 85.4%, male, 91, 90.1%, and fall within a young professional spectrum, 40 ages 20 through 29 and 21.5% aged 30 through 39. The majority resides in large urban centers. And less around 5% identify as rural. Broadness is found in a cultural messaging. Transhuman themes have been and are prevalent in the entertainment industry. Avatar, the Star Trek series, the Space 2001 A Space Odyssey, The Matrix, X-Men franchises, Elysium, iRobot, Gamer, Transcendence, Blade Runner, The Island, Vir- Virtuosity, Tron, Tron The Legacy, Surrogates, Lucy, Disc 9, Ghosts in the Shell, Splice, The Terminator series. With technology being destroyer and savior. The online gaming world is enmeshed with transhumanist identifiers, along with the frequent sacralizing patterns. Technology's impact on industries, including the medical field, aerospace, ground transportation, and agriculture, powerfully contributes to the discussion. The explosive growth of information technologies, internet-based services, and the smart connection of appliances and devices and the data streams that seamlessly link society add to the general discourse? Well, we find ourselves in the flow of the algorithm economy, whether or not we're aware of it, and most of us have subjective identities, online profiles shaped by viewing habits and the projection of presence through virtual platforms. We're living in an ever-changing, increasingly integrated matrix of information and technology, and socio political interpretations within the transhumanist movement are diverse, but stronger polls to the political left are noteworthy. The 2012 survey revealed that 32.7% identified as liberal, 169 as socialist, 42% as Marxist, and moderate made up 15.6% and the libertarian approach with its limited government and free markets made up to 27.4%. A sizable minority when taken against a combined percentage of the left-leaning transhumanist. Surveys 2013 and early 2017 by the Institute of Ethics and Emerging Technologies revealed a dominant leftist perspective. Well, there you have it, folks. That's the middle of the chapter in chapter two. Um you know, it, it goes on to talk about the uh, the GF to twenty forty five and that project, and I would gladly read it all to you. But I know that y'all have great things to do in your day, and you don't want to hear about sacred secularism and mystical materialism, the transhumanist movement, and how we've been working on this since the dawning of time after the mud flood of course because if you know in the beginning of the chapter there was a interesting um uh factoid in here which kind of fits into this mud flood theory and theme that we work on um an old but accurate definition can be found in the 1883 edition of the empirical dictionary of the english language now if we talk about orphan trains if we talk about um uh, you know the 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 reemergence and the repopulation into these mud flood cities, you know, fits into this uh, late 1800s, 18 anywhere from 1840 up to the early 1900s, into the World Wars, which was you know the kind of final stamp on the indoctrination page, and page and age to the new turn of the new world order that we're going into. Um, And yeah, 1883, they had the definition of transhumanism transhumanism in there. I mean, it's basically like, you know, in the the very early birth of of us even having, quote unquote, electricity, discovery available, so on and so forth, right? So there's a lot of threads here. Um, and, And it's interesting. So it's just a book that I thought you guys would Like, um, the Milu, welcome to the transhumanist resistance, (laughs) resistance, uh, the Milu is M-I-L-I-E-U. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good so far. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of stuff. They, when I try to look up, um, stuff on transhumanism, I mean, there's, there's a lot of information out there, but you really got to dig deep and there's, there's constant, constant organizations being, uh, strengthened through the science community and the movements that are happening out here. Uh, Milu, M-I-L-I-E-U, uh, by definition means a person's social environment. Um, and so it's interesting, you know, you, I, w- we could live in the thought process of leave it alone and it won't grow any bigger. Leave it alone and it won't affect your life and give it no energy and the energy is not going to be there to create its strength and, and um, egregorically, I guess, form. But I don't necessarily believe that in every case. Um, granted, I could just leave the country and go you know, live <clears throat> somewhere deep in the jungle and so I can just surf and eat fruit all day, which is not a bad idea. Um, but I feel there's a bigger purpose here, y'all. Um, I want to thank you guys so much, um, for, for this. And if, if you like the content, uh, you know, be sure to join the Telegram group chat rising from the ashes on Telegram, um, our Instagram at RFTA pod, you know, the rest, everybody. Um, it's time. It, 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 is, time. it is time. It is time. It is time. It is time to wake, wake, wake. Wake, wake, wake the fuck up, 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 up. Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in to today's show. We are rising from the ashes, and we as the fire tribe will rise. Awaken our eyes beyond what is seemingly laid upon us, we can extend our consciousness to the further ends of our cosmic understanding. If you enjoy our show and you like the content that we create, make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends. Hello, everybody. Yes, please, please, please do. Also, follow us on Instagram at RFTA Podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email us at risingftashes at yahoo.com.
0: Hey oh. everybody, welcome to Rising from the Ashes. I'm Daddy Unaki Dan. And I am the homie Romy. How's it going? It's going, man. Today we are joined by the Wicked Planet Podcast. Buckley and Ron. I was I had a whole thing lined up for you, Ron. Uh where did I put it? Oh, here we go. I'm going to introduce Ron right here. The wicked Nephilim wizard of Oz. Everyone's (laughs) favorite conspiracy uncle, Ron from New England. How are you (laughs) doing?
1: Nice, Dan. Thank you. That was beautiful.
0: And Buckley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) S- Semi anonymous Buckley because he doesn't want anybody to know anything about him. They're trying to figure it out though. Well, Ron
3: always posts pictures of me. Oh yeah, yeah. My some of my nudes and as well as my bikini uh, <laughs> pics. Yeah,
0: yeah we, can we, post
1: we your toe shots from your OnlyFans,
0: Uncle Ron, and then anonymous. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Beautiful. I, I thought you're not. A, oh, that's you can't do toe shots on Twitch, but you can do them on OnlyFans for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I make my money. Yeah, seven dollars a month.
0: Woo, seven dollars a month per person?
1: Well that's only per person.
3: Yeah, that's for premium content. (laughs) It's a lot cheaper for just the other stuff, you know.
0: Okay.
3: Bottom of the barrel picks and vids
0: yeah you know the towel hanging from the towel rack shots and
3: yeah maybe like i'm wearing a nice thong or some yeah. high
0: heels Ooh, some
3: Dude, nobody wants to see
4: that <laughs>
0: banana hammock or boy <laughs> <laughs> oh look at this guy he's mr fucking kumbaya with his guitar oh jesus yeah i'm not
2: just gonna I'm just, i was gonna just softly put it in and then there was an abrasive introduction as to bringing it on i was gonna let the people just soft hear some amber tones in the back
0: <laughs> roman's roman's high so he has to fuck fuck around with something plus he has like severe add so he has to be doing like five things at once or he's not content <laughs> hey, that's sorry. that's adhd to you bud oh sorry man i thought there there's a difference <laughs> I thought there was a difference. I uh, think
3: so. Yeah, I think so. ADD and
0: ADHD. ADHD I, is like a tissue deficit in hyper disorder.
3: Hyperactive disorder. Yeah. yeah. So you can basically get Ritalin,
1: right? Or
0: yeah, yeah. ADD just means you have too many things going on in your head.
1: What's the one to give you meth for? Uh, I think if you ADHD. No, like, uh, ADHD, yeah. <laughs> Hey, so, well, right. uh, anyways, guys, thanks for having us on. I know we've been trying to do this for a while.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, you know, we had a big, big we've, tartaria month we just have been doing, so.
1: Oh, I know. I've been listening.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that that, sub- that subject uh, fascinates me.
0: Yeah, it's really hey, interesting.
1: Yeah, and in the stuff you're doing with Andy on the Box Saga.
0: Yeah. Brutes. He's always bumping yeah, he-
1: smokes off me.
3: <laughs> the only time i smoke is when i hang out with ron that's how you know he's a bad influence
0: <laughs> so so speaking of the <laughs> wicked planet podcast how did you guys end up meeting up and getting your show started
1: well uh i've been wanting i would had wanted to do a podcast for quite a while because i had been on a uh, dangerous world like molded like 25 times or something like that you know, I was a recurring guest with ryan and brandon when brandon was still on the show Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, I was uh, done a bunch with Joe and Jen and Ben at Legit Bat. You guys know them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. And then, you know, uh, New York Patriot, I get along really good with him and Lux, you know, the Occult Rejects and uh, Deplorable Janet. Of course, everybody loves Janet. So, so you know, we've been all kind of part of this circle. But uh, So I wanted to do my own show. And, uh, and Buckley here is one of my customers at the Haunted Garage. And uh, and, uh, and he had come in like, was that like your second year or third year? Second, second year.
4: I
3: was getting my car inspected.
1: Yeah, I do. I do safety inspections. So he come in to get his car inspected. We just, you know, while the guys are checking his car out and stuff and, and I'm, uh, you know, in between doing what I got to do, you know, we just started talking and stuff and I had mentioned it. And he had mentioned that his brother uh, had a ghost, a ghost investigation, uh, Lone Star Paranormal. We'll give him a little plug.
4: Oh, nice. A Lone Star oh, Paranormal yeah.
1: out of Texas. Uh, his brother is uh Kellen in uh which we actually did a investigation here that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, and I said, Well, you know, I really want to get something going. I said, but I don't know anything about the editing or anything like that. I have since figured all that out. But uh but but it works good. So he says, ah, let's get together. So I think it would even took us a few months after that,
3: didn't it? It took us a real long while yeah,
1: it took us a long time to and, get together.
3: Uh, let's just say <laughs> when I got my car inspected, I was uh I ended up staying in the shop for probably like three and a half hours just talking to Ron about weird stuff, crazy stuff, stuff that people don't usually like to talk about. Or if you Mm -hmm. talk to people about it or bring it up, they kind of look at you sideways. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was nice to find someone that I could just talk about all this stuff with and not think I was
1: absolutely crazy. Well, you know, that's the whole thing with people like us. Like, Like we can't just talk about these subjects with anybody. Yeah, (laughs) and and that's why it's cool to do what we're doing because you know I mean I we have pretty we have pretty good listenership. I mean I'm not going to complain. We only got thirty something episodes, but uh, but but the response and uh, the support from the listeners has been really good. So so we're just going to keep keep giving them you know giving them what they want. And I
4: mean, I mean
1: sometimes we just we don't even have a plan. We just come on and we talk and and you know we have that ability. So it's really good. And we work good off of each other too. So it's a really good dynamic. But um, I want to say it was probably six months after we had that first like chat. Yeah. Uh, And then we just sat down one that was a Saturday back in end of February last uh, this year, uh, 2020. And we just started doing some test recording and I set it all up and. And uh, and of course, that's evolved, you know, since then, you know, me (laughs) and him, both of us trying to figure out how this stuff works. So, 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 but we're getting it down pretty good. I mean, we're learning new stuff. You know, we're going to be getting a mixer, like a real mixer pretty soon. So that'll be a new learning curve. Um, Mm. I bought a high-powered laptop to bring down to use. So we're upgrading. We're upgrading our equipment because eventually we want to go audio. You know, we want to have, you know, we want to have, a, you know, uh, maybe a Rumble channel or a BitChute channel or maybe get a rock fan or something like that, you Video, know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Video shows, too. yeah is the yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, yeah, so that's something that, we, that we're that we we're going to be working towards. You know what I mean? But we, we've we got some cool stuff coming in the pipeline. Uh, and I know you guys are going to be on that box saga for a while. Like, that's a very lengthy story, not to mention Tartaria. I mean, Tartaria is an insane subject, you know, and our buddy Matt, at the Great Deception, he's covering that pretty good. That subject yeah. still kinda confuses me. Sorry. Not to cut it, you off, but I've listened were- to some
3: people talk about it and I'm still kinda don't really exactly know what it was.
0: Yeah, we were just on his uh Master Debaters show and yeah, my uh, night. Yep. yeah, and Matt's also gonna be on we're doing a Tartaria round table at the end of the month, uh, to talk about all the episodes and stuff with a bunch of other podcasters that are into the Tartaria subject. And yeah. we're gonna try to See if we can whittle stuff down into, uh, I guess, factual things and non-factual, or you know, try to get answers out of the whole thing uh, to to see what Tartaria really is about. You know, so yeah, that's really you know, fun. And then the roots of creation thing—that's uh, we we posted on the feed, but uh, that's that will have its own feed. Uh in a few episodes. We're just trying to get all the behind the scenes stuff done with connecting it to all the different apps and stuff so people can find it, you know. So
1: Yeah, you know, it's such a complex subject, you know, Todd Terrier, you know, because it brings in todd Terrier, brings in LaMaria, brings in Atlantis, brings in so many different things. It's like, how do you know even where to like the starting point, like where it begins? And then articulating that so that the listeners don't get lost. You yeah, know, you yeah, guys, that- yeah, you guys are doing a good job with that, but it, it, it's it's a strange subject. I understand the concept like a hundred percent. And the more that I talk to Matt, and the more some of these videos I watch and listen to, you know, you guys' shows and, and Matt's show, uh, you know, even uh, you know Mark Steves, you know, he he, uh, mm-hmm. he talk, talks about it also, and and, yeah. and of course Andy. So uh, it, it's like it's so much to take in from so many different directions that you kind of gotta. I don't know, you kind of got to rope it all in and make yourself a roadmap to see where it goes. Because the more I see, the more I believe that there is definitely was something going on. And, and let's face it, these staff forts, you know, uh, the star forts, <laughs> these big cathedrals and everything like that. Okay, dude, you didn't build those with horse and buggy and hand tools.
0: No way in no. hell. <laughs> like, I
1: just don't, like, like you can't even do that today right you know what I mean in the amount of time that they did it back then I mean understanding know old world craftsmanship was a lot different than what it is today but still I just don't see I be, I mean I believe the the premise that these buildings are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old i
2: I think it's crazy too is because they're all so so tall and the spires that go up right I mean they were either using something to lever it up and and like a like a pulley system to get it go up but the fine detail on it was either like when it was finished, like someone had to be on a ladder up there, you know, like, uh, like it's just crazy. Like to think about how these buildings were being built. Um, because it's first of all, hard to even build a fucking shed unless you have like, you know, some, some knowledge on just some basic architecture, uh, and construction. And then you go into very, very, very fine detail with specific alchemical types of, uh, Ingredients, let's call them. You know, with the, the all the bricks were mixed with a very specific type of mixture to ensure that they would have thermal conductivity, and they understood everything down to it and a, absolute science. And so it's like it's not plywood and fucking drywall and and shit. Like this was like, yeah, yeah, you know, this was real. That's technology on its own. It's it, the architecture itself is technology.
1: I mean, Beautiful.
2: Even
3: putting, putting up like drywall and framing and like siding itself is a technical process, which is hard if you've ever done carpentry or construction type stuff, it's a process. So it's kind of like in comparison to building those ancient civilizations or even like some of the government buildings or, or pyramids or even like the, the world fair stuff. Have you heard of that?
2: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
3: It? yeah It's like thing. when you, if you just go and hang siding for a day or something, it's a process that's very hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yes. Then you, take, then you take up in New England where all the buildings are made out of granite, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I mean that shit's heavy, guys. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so it's like how I mean, there's some buildings even down in our city here that are like you, and they're very ornate, and I'm like, that that's crazy. Like, like yeah. Granted, the granite came from you know two miles up the street because there's quarries there. Uh, granite quarries which are still in business today and i'm like this is like before cranes like cranes yeah. like like i work in boston occasionally and i mean that's just cranes everywhere and you see what they're doing and you're like okay so this this building's like say 10 stories tall and it has huge granite blocks way up there how the hell did they get those up there you know we got block and tackle and Horsepower, you know, a bunch of old Belgian horses or whatever. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. It just to me, it just doesn't make sense.
2: Wouldn't they're using zeppelins or uh, you know, like different types of floating crafts or something like that to to get get stuff up there? But yeah, crane, and, that,
1: and cra- that's a whole other can of worms.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The
1: whole air travel thing. Like Zero you, point energy. Yeah, or you see these pictures that are taken, you know, from the sky. And okay, so this picture was taken from an aerial view in the 1800s. I suppose they could have done it in a hot air balloon, but I don't mean. There's just so many questions. I mean, I, it's, it's like you can't. It's not like 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 if somebody said, "Oh, explain that to me." Okay, you don't have enough time for us to explain that to you, <laughs> and, and that's why you have that's why you have these a whole continuing series on your shows, right? So so you start somebody out and then. And then they're waiting for a week or however often you put your show out. Then they're waiting for part two and part three. And Buckley and I have a series we're going to be working on. And I don't know, it might come down to we might have to do two episodes a week, you know, to come, yeah. come with the series that we're going to be doing, which we're going to be starting, I think, in about a month. Nice. I, I, think, I think we're going to start it after the holidays because our schedules are insane between now and then.
0: Yeah, new year, yeah. New, 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 new show, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're, we've been doing that, too. Uh, we've been doing two a week through this Tartaria month. We started doing uh, two a week about a month ago. We're just trying to catch up with ourselves to get up to, like, 40-something episodes by the end of the year. So we can get into kind of season two, and then we're going to just go to one episode a week and uh, and then do one group show a month and then do some little tiny shows, just me and Roman together. Uh, that we're going to call fireball episodes and, and just, uh, you know, read a book or something like that, or come up with a subject and just talk about it for an hour. And then our other shows, our two hour shows will be with our guest, and, uh, and, and then we'll talk to them about whatever, but uh, the two a week thing man you got to have some time to do that especially if you work or anything like that too like it's very time consuming to do two a week <laughs> and oh, then yeah. record yeah, intros we, with have, it,
1: we so. have kids we both have kids yeah so so i mean that kind of takes a precedence too you know and i mean yeah. it's like it's like i mean we've been pretty consistent like we started out we were doing them on saturdays and then we're like you know what and, you know in the in the uh winter and spring of 2020
4: mm-hmm. uh, excuse
1: me 2021 and, uh, and we're like, you know, we're starting to get into good weather. And we decided, hey, you know, we kind of got to have our weekends to ourselves, you know, <laughs> to do family things or, you know, just yeah. try to relax or whatever. But uh, so we started doing them on Wednesday nights. And I mean, it's not all on Wednesday. Sometimes we'll do a show on a Tuesday night. Uh, all depends. Uh, Buckley, Buckley left his job he had. So uh, we kind of <laughs> were working around that work schedule because, you know, some nights he'd have to work Wednesday night. Like work late, so then we would record on a Tuesday, or sometimes we we would record on a Thursday, but but we like to stick to Wednesday. It seems to be you know more consistent, uh, and then I have to you know depending on how busy I am or how late it is because we were doing shows and I wasn't getting home until one two o'clock in the morning, and I mean that's rough. I'm up at six. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and I put in a long long day so yeah so, uh, so we cut it down where we're trying to start to record a little earlier and uh, we used to do the turn and burn, which we would record the episode we would stay late, go through it, spot check it, make sure it was good, publish it and call it. Well, you know that doesn't always work like that anymore so now it might take a day or two for me to put it out which, mm-hmm. which I don't consider bad because I know some of our other friends in this business, uh, they'll record a show, and you don't hear that thing for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> or so, a month. yeah. So if it comes out a day or two, I think that's you know sufficient. I like to give my. Uh, we like to give. Oh, cops. Uh oh. We um, like to give. Our, we like to give our. Run. We like to give our listeners at least one show a week what's going on yes, then, yes, yes. comment for you on. yeah the uh oh, we, we, we were play sitting
2: play. on sh- that's another reason why we started doing two shows a week because we were just sitting on shows we'd be like oh fuck we recorded this like a month ago we need to get this out and then uh yeah and then now we're just like we're actually we've been caught up and now we're p- kind of like doing it yeah like putting them yeah, out at we do them kind of thing as
1: you go yeah so we talk a lot about current events on our show yeah, right, like we have our little segments that we do, and we always like to do current events and yeah. weather updates. Yeah, and weather updates for whatever reason. I don't know why. Like <laughs> Nothing wrong right.
3: with it, man. Yeah, and yeah. beer so reviews. Talk about. talk about the weather.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so, so when we do current events, of course, well, you've got to get that information right out there because yeah. you can't get it out there, you know, a week or two down the road because the information's irrelevant at that point. Are
2: yeah, you guys, uh, sure. doing geoengineered weather updates?
1: Uh,
3: we've done some.
1: We've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. haven't. Nice. I don't
3: think we've done like a full, uh, dedicated episode to that subject. But I think we will. We've we've briefed on some stuff with like harp and Bill Gates and like cloud seeding and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It'd
2: well, be well, fun to do us. like a <laughs> yeah, weather. Yeah. It'd be fun to do a weather segment where it's just like, so today in Chicago there was approximately forty-two cloud seeding planes. You know, some <laughs> shit. it's just
1: like oh, it's it's some very shitty aluminum on your like, skin. It looks like somebody's playing tic-tac-toe up there. I mean, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just don't understand how people can deny that, that that's what's going on, and the government finally admitted they're doing it. So, now, oh, I'll just, can, I'll yeah. Just be, yeah, I'll just be happy when they finally admit that they're doing all this shit that's going on now. Or what about the Bill Gates balloon? You guys hear about that? Uh, <laughs> no.
2: Was it was he uh, putting out some sort of like metal particulates to try to do something Monica under Seattle?
3: Basically, he yeah. wanted to, have to like yeah. create this balloon that would fly around the air and and produce particles into the air that would dim the sun. Basically, yeah, like villain stuff, villain shit. Absolute, yeah,
1: absolutely. The activity on that is he wants to dim the sun because he's developing plants that will grow without photosynthesis. So. So if he controls the plants, uh, like yeah. he, if he's the only one that possesses that technology, yeah. well, he's the only one that's going to be supplying the food, right? And we already know when there's a supply chain issue out there.
2: Well,
4: he's so
1: bought, could, you imagine, yeah. could you imagine if an asshole like that had control of your food?
2: He, are, I mean, since he's bought up, I mean, what was it, two years ago, he bought up like 85% of the uh agriculture land in America and then he was definitely on board one of the top board members of Monsanto and then he owns that seed bank vault in Norway that's like stuck in the side of a fucking mountain
1: He owns that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was part of the like a national like a no. worldwide you thought it was Bill a sacred Gates
2: place God. where we could all go get our food if shit hits the fan. Bill Gates owns that motherfucker. Um Sick. Yeah, so we're fucked. Um but it's crazy, too, because, you know, up there with Sir Elon Fuckhole, um, <laughs> Bill Shithead is also my fucking arch nemesis as well. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Washingtonian, so I was born and raised in Washington. And Seattle is his little testing ground, his little playground, right, where there's oh, yeah. been just massive amounts of, like, test tube bullshit going on there, MK projects. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting because in Seattle, right, you have the tectonic plates, you have the, the North American plate, and then you have the Pacific plate, right? Two big tectonic plates. Well, there's the Strait of Juan de Fuca in Washington, which is has its own very tiny tectonic plate. Compared to these two massive plates, um, that's why you have the Strait of Juan de Fuca right there, and, and it, they have massive amounts of um, earthquakes. Seattle, all day, di- all day. Tiny earthquakes, just, just buzzing all the time, right? So I am wondering if Bill Gates is set up in Seattle, right? And that's his that's his fucking test ground where he took out the uh, um the the downtown park and put like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, thing there and, and buying up all of the fucking property in this place where it's one of the least sunny places, at least on the West Coast for sure. Um, and uh, and then. Maybe okay. What I'm getting at is Hollow Earth entrance somewhere deep underground base, you know, Dumbs deep underground military base or something in Seattle that they're accessing through. Because
1: man, you know, he's up to some crazy shit, man. Oh yeah, and he can afford to be. Isn't Bezos? <laughs> isn't Bezos out of Seattle too? Or am I wrong?
2: I would not be surprised. I actually don't know. Let me look it up real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, between, between Gates and Bezos and Elon Musk, I mean. I mean,
3: one of my ideas or something I've heard about is with Gates trying to kind of block out the sun is just kind of goes with the whole anti-human agenda that ties into the Luciferian and satanic side of the globalists is that yeah. they're basically just trying to cut out people's, you know, connection to the sun or dim that energy source from the sun, which, you know, could go into a a bunch of different directions with vitamin D into the whole COVID pandemic stuff. Well, but also um, you know, the sun is revitalizing to people. It's people, yeah. humans. Need like that and well, that would in. fit perfectly into that whole, either transhuman agenda or anti human agenda. Uh,
0: well, in ancient culture, right? The sun is known as soul. And, uh, from Bach saga perspective, uh, the sun is where your soul is. C- comes from uh the the sun is what creates everything and that soul energy is what you need uh to survive and be human and so uh to block out the one thing that gives us our humanity it basically kills the soul of everything and everything is left without spirit and they're taking away the
2: feminine the, the the energy of the the creator that feminine mother energy right yeah,
1: yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Because I can just tell you from a personal, from a personal note, uh, if I don't get sunlight, I get cranky. Like, like <laughs> I need sunlight, and that's why we have such a like up in New England. We have such a hard time uh, in the winter because because uh, uh, it's so dark and gray, and, and it's cold to boot, which sucks. And then uh, you know, I mean, we can literally not see the sun for a week, uh, two weeks at a time. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's just it's really bad, and it's like people get cranky, and, and everybody else is cranky, and uh and it just it, make, it makes it for a kind of a bad atmosphere, and that's why you know here season what they call seasonal depression disorder is like a real oh. thing.
3: Well, yeah, in the winter you could get up in the dark and go to work, and if you worked inside, by the time you left, it's dark when you leave or go. And home. you
1: didn't get that. You didn't get that sunlight that your body what? needs. Yeah, like, we've like got even that it your internal clock as well. So, oh sure. Yeah, yeah. So these people that want to block out the sun—I mean, hey, I like it hot. You know, I, it could be 95 <laughs> degrees; I'd be totally fine with that.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not fine with day, that. That's hot <laughs> as fuck.
4: Oh, yeah, okay. it, feels, <laughs> it
1: feels good on these A little lights. cooler for me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at 95 degrees every single day for your whole life. Are you Trying to sleep when it's 95 degrees. Well, that's what AC is for. It's
3: terrible.
4: <laughs> Worse, it it's wet.
2: Yeah, you gotta Ooh. have like three fans. I gotta have a fan underneath the blankets, a fan up top, fan behind. Yeah, AC going over. on, open window, ocean sounds.
1: Okay, so so in New England it gets super super humid, so you have to have AC, and you gotta sleep in AC because the humidity here is brutal. It, 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 there's days in the summertime where it's actually hotter in New Hampshire than it is in Florida. I mean, that's not that often, but it does happen. I mean, we get stretches here where it's 90 degrees with 90% humidity, and it is freaking hot.
3: This is why we like to talk about the weather. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, You can talk that's about right. the weather, and it makes an interesting subject when you talk about all these pricks that are trying to manipulate it. Well, it's also that's, like in the it. fall,
3: it's cold in the morning. And then by three o'clock,
1: it's 80 degrees. Oh, yeah. It's T-shirt weather. Like uh, in October, we had days where it would start out in the 40s and literally by two o'clock, it'd be 85 degrees. I mean, granted, only for a few hours. But but I mean, I mean, it's still it's going to be 65 here tomorrow.
2: You got to get outside, man. Go get outside and uh, juice up your buns.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know it's gonna be sixty five degrees. Yeah, banana hammock
2: and camera, get some new content. <laughs> oh yeah, a little OF on them. Yeah, really OS. Fans. Yeah.
1: Hey, this is what makes me think that there's something going on with the weather. Like every day this week it's been like forty five, <laughs> maybe fifty degrees, right? We got one day it's gonna be sixty five, and it'll probably hit close to seventy by the time it's done. And then the day after on Friday it's gonna be forty five degrees again. What is that? How is that possible?
4: I want the <laughs> same minute. thing too, man. Like I can
1: see one day slowly warming up, and then have a warm day, and then slowly cooling off. But not cold, 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 hot, cold, cold, cold. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. to me. Well, what about
3: <laughs> it, it? Basically, rained all summer here, or a good majority of the summer. The here. whole
1: month of July, it rained
3: for a solid month, or even more. It just rained, and yeah. every, every day you would go outside, there would just be not even rain clouds or storm clouds. It would be like a solid sheet. Of gray, like stretching everywhere. And that was continuous for it.
1: St- it started just before July 4th. We had drenched July 4th. And I mean it torrentially downpoured for literally, I want to say the month of July, we may have had three or four days where it wasn't raining hard. Yeah. Because here because dinner, if it's just lightly raining, well, whatever. We, where New England is, we'll go out and do shit. I'll we'll have a cookout or whatever.
0: <laughs> In but, your
1: yeah, throw a tarp yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, put all your easy ups like 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 my front lawn is like easy up city, easy up city in the in the summertime. You know, during the rain because I am not, I don't, I don't hang out inside. I don't like it inside. I'm outside. I'll sit out on my deck uh, till 12 o'clock every night in the summer and then you know spring, summer, fall. You know, I do not like I do not like spending time inside my house. I just don't.
0: Roman Roman got hit with like a rain bomb in uh july didn't it end, roman
2: uh you mean oh wait july
0: or when was that
2: well we so up here um we are an agriculture-based uh business and we grow a lot of uh products um and they are sensitive to rain. And we had just like this, this like week or two left of, of pulling everything off and just being perfect. But then we just got hit with uh, the most rain that Mendocino County has seen since like 1997 or something just for days, which was tight because it filled up all of our reservoirs. We didn't have to get water delivered and not paying for water is really sweet. And also I checked the pH on it with my pH reader and it was like 9.5, you know, just straight rainwater goodness. Um, Ran through the filter. Anyways, uh, yeah, we got a lot of rain. It was crazy. California is fucking weird as shit, man. There's a massive amount of chemtrails happening here left and right. Um, When we had Jim Lee on, which is funny because that's the only – interview we've ever had where uh it just up and vanished like we didn't (laughs) we just lost it i think we went a little too hard on it yeah uh but jim lee was telling us that the reason why the california coast is so just drought written is because they're not doing planes Cloud seeding planes, they actually have boats out in the water that are sending up the same type of metal oxides that are used for cloud seeding, but from boats and then they're just shooting it up constantly about, you know, a little bit off of the shore. And so it floats in through the breeze um, and then hits the coast. And this is crazy. Um, and c- we're being incredibly controlled over here. The weather is super manipulated. And then you have the... Uh, fucking the fracking that's going on. Do you guys uh, guys know how much water is used to frack one well?
1: Oh, yeah. It's insane.
2: Like, what the fuck? Okay. So you're telling us we're in a drought here in California to save our water, all right, as it's raining, by the way, which is weird. They leave the signs on all year because they're just going to preemptively think that we're always going to be in a drought because that's what the governor's uh, plan is. Uh, But then, you know, you have these... Companies that are fracking and making millions of dollars off of this oil and they're using billions of water, gallons of water to frack these wells. And then they are supposedly paying NOAA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Association, to fucking have cloud seeding operations to fill their wells back up. So they could fucking have their little California rain when we're over here in a fucking drought. And then they hit us farmers with a fucking week full of rain right in harvest season because they know the fucking time. They fly their planes around. They see what's going on. You know, oh, yeah. so like they they just they there's it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. But, yeah, uh, sure. you know, so, we're here. <laughs>
1: so Roman, my biggest question on it is why I like we don't we're not getting like the real answers to the question is why are you doing this? Why are you blocking the sun out? Why are you making it rain? Why? You, because why can't you just let the earth kind of just do its own thing and see what happens? I mean, the more it's just like anything. The more they're manipulated, the more it's going to throw everything off course. I mean, what are they hiding? I mean, that's what I did. they got to be hiding something. Obviously, there's a gen, a, an agenda to it all. And it's like, okay, so what is it? Why don't you just tell us what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what the and fuck? I mean, I, I mean somebody's, somebody's making money off this stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt.
1: Sure, it was something I was going to ask you about California. I've never been to California. Uh,
2: you have to come yeah,
1: check it out. And there, and there were, well, I have lots of family out there, but uh, a lot of our family moved west. Uh, they're all, you know west Colorado, uh, beautiful. I want to say Colorado, California, Montana, stuff like that. So, uh, but anyway, so was something I was going to ask you, and it just it, it went, psh, took off on me. That's okay. <laughs> maybe it'll come back to I, I, See, I,
3: uh, I, What's the vaccine passport situation like for you?
2: No, I don't. I don't know, Dan. What about for you? I don't what, work for. What, I don't work for a, or a corporation or anything. So <laughs> uh,
0: it only affects you if you let it affect you, right? I mean, uh, I, I, I get around without it just fine. I, I haven't been vaxxed. I've I've got COVID twice though, so uh, I'm naturally vaxxed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you are. Yeah. You have natural immunity. Hey, you know, speaking of farming, did you see where they wanted to? Uh, I think it's a college out in California that. They're trying to figure out how to put the mRNA vaccine into, uh, grow it into lettuce and green leafy vegetables oh, uh, so, so we can eat eat our vaccine. Yeah. You guys seen that?
2: No, no, man. no but it,
1: that's a legit story. That's, a that's legit
2: story. not surprised at all. I mean, okay. So have you guys seen the show Utopia?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. The, the Amazon prime American version.
3: Yeah. They, yes. they didn't yeah. release like a third season.
1: Right.
2: No, uh Not that no, I'm aware of. No, they only have one season, I believe. Or, but there's there's, yeah. a British, oh, there's, two, there's a British
1: there's two seasons. There's two that's, seasons. That's right. the a comic book, right? Yeah. Yes. Is there yeah. two
2: seasons now? Did they drop another yeah. season recently?
1: No, no, no. There always was two seasons.
2: Oh, interesting. Because there's yeah. the British version of the show, and then there's right, the American right. version. I've seen the only the American version because I watch British stuff for like. I don't know, 30 seconds before I want to fucking just shit my pants of cringe. I'm like, I can't watch British shows. It's terrible. Anyways, um, not that I,
1: you know. Roman, hate that, that's actually normal for us here in New England because we've been inundated with British shows our whole lives.
4: Oh, oh yeah. really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. My mother, just, my mother just watches British shows, actually, to be honest with you. Hey. Uh, and we grew up uh, with all the British comedy, you know, Monty Python. See, that's oh, okay. Monty
0: Python's great, yeah. I, Monty I, I, Python, yeah. Black Adder.
1: Who's the guy, Mr. Bean? Oh, yeah, Mr. Bean. Yeah, awesome, you know, mommy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what the hell's all the other ones? Anyways, yeah, so we, we, we grew up with all the British comedies and all
0: did the British watch, TV uh, shows, yeah. Did you watch Orphan Black?
1: I, I started to.
0: That's a trippy one, man. Yeah, that I, know, I
1: started to watch that. I'm going to, I've got, you know, I only have so much time for television. Like, like yeah. my day doesn't end until nine 30, 10 o'clock at night. And sometimes I just want to go to bed.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, sure. And you should, <laughs> honestly.
1: <laughs> I, I, I listened to podcasts while I go to bed. Oh, I know what it was, Roman. I was going to tell you, uh, this guy that you were talking about, wasn't when they were talking about how much water they use in fracking, wasn't he just on with Greg Conwood?
2: Jim Lee. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah i looked at that episode a few
2: nights ago yeah, yeah we we had him on and we were going to release it i don't know maybe a month ago but it fucking our file just got disintegrated like his well i'll tell you what happened is okay tell us
0: my myself being a rookie in this uh podcasting uh realm i uh i didn't realize that i had to delete Uh, Older stuff and so I've just been like holding on to older episodes and everything and what happened is I ran out of cloud memory Uh, and so because I ran (laughs) out of cloud memory it only recorded about an hour of his uh, talking and it recorded all of ours and so when I tried to process the audio for the show uh, what happened is everything was just completely out of sync because of his hour uh, of recording and our two hours. So basically everything was completely out of sync and there wasn't really any way for me to salvage it, to put it out. So uh, we had to just toss it away. That's right. Unfortunately. Yeah. And because it was I a like great interview better. and I hate having to do things like a second time because, you know, you get that magic on the first one and then then you want to talk to him again anyway, but you want to talk to him about different stuff and you don't want to rehash the same old thing again. And it's like, now if we have him back on, we have to kind of go over the same stuff. So I I feel like because it was like an introduction episode to, to Kim trails and everything else. So we now, now, so uh, it just, yeah, it sucks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Roman, what were you going to say about uh, utopia?
2: Oh, that's right. Um, well, the Bill Gates character in that show, right, was John Cusack. Yeah. They were definitely trying to paint a Bill Gates there. Um, they oh, no
1: doubt. 100%. No right, doubt. Right. You have to be an idiot to not figure that out.
2: <laughs> the lab-grown <laughs> meat, it's so nuts. Uh, but so I don't know, it's just yeah, like we were talking earlier about, you know, controlling weather manipulation and it's super interesting because I've never heard the they're trying to grow food that will grow, like they're trying to produce seeds and crops that'll grow without sunlight, which is fascinating. We
1: actually, we actually talked about that on one of our earlier episodes uh, because that would be, and and, you know, and it all becomes crystal clear to us, you know, because if you want to block out the sun, you're buying all this farmland. Yeah. You're already, you're already trying to, to develop the, uh, uh, what is it? Meatless meat or whatever you want to yeah, call yeah,
2: it. Meat. And, yeah, lab grown meat. So,
1: so, synthetic. Yeah, synthetic meat. And then, and then uh, you're developing plants that. Now, this is not a theory. Like he's actually doing this. Yeah. He's developing plants that grow without photosynthesis, which means they don't need sunlight. I so if you if put needs- all them. You put all them factors together, and if you can't figure out that there's a very nefarious agenda going on there, something's around.
0: I you know, agree. I mean, yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure i no, no, he's uh you know when i w- always was a, a fan of elon musk's but the more i look into him or whatever in his you, you know what gets me is all their humble beginnings it's all just a bunch of bullshit <laughs> like there's nothing humble about any of these guys beginnings Man, fuck oh it. yeah bill gates started microsoft in a garage bullshit they're probably bullshit. all the yeah. or something. jeff bezos started in a garage you know that one picture he's at a desk He's got a hand-painted sign that says Amazon. Okay, that's horseshit. That's, that's a total psyop. These guys are all backed up by big money. They're backed up by the government, by yeah. the CIA, who knows who. Uh, but They're, they're all a, related, too. Yeah, well, they all know each other in one way or another.
0: That's you what like crazy. Trump's you a man know. of the people.
1: No, <laughs> man, I like God that was it. A, a huge fucking <laughs> hoax or scammer. <laughs> Just yeah.
3: something that they he's were just uh, trying to play off people's emotions, basically.
1: Uh, a lot. Of, well, I think- want to look up to these people because they yeah. started on humble beginnings.
0: Yeah. Trump's there a was- great businessman and knows what he's doing. Yet he started out with a million dollar. Here you go from his daddy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be real nice. You know, you know, you know. If my father left me a million dollars, I can guarantee you, I would be probably a billionaire by now.
3: Yeah, but people think that like. Trump is this really different, you know, candidate that's going to jump into the the system or go against the system or whatever. But a lot of people fail to realize that he's still part of that system. Do you know what I mean? That corrupt system. Yes, he's absolutely. Still, he's still an elite million, billionaire, or whatever. He's still being put up as a candidate for a broken system. Um, you know, to pick world leaders for the country and like i feel like that oftentimes that just floats over people's heads like no matter who comes out of that voting system or who's put up there
1: they're all part of the corrupt side of things yeah Yeah. well i don't think there's any question that he that he did a lot of good things for the country but but you know what really turned me off about the whole deal well what i liked about him and now now i was not a trump supporter in the beginning of any of that but uh, but I definitely wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I just assumed a, a fucking anvil comes out of the sky like a roadrunner and hits her in the head. But uh, but uh, but but you know he did a lot. He did a lot for the country. But when he became the vaccine salesman, yeah. that kind of turned me off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That turned me off big time. And here's the other thing. Like we all know this election, and I know we probably won't get into it, but we all know this election was a hoax. Joe Biden was installed by who knows who. Uh, he's a it, robot. Yeah, he's a robot, and we don't even know if it's a real <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, and if he was a robot, maybe he's not a robot because a robot wouldn't shit their pants the amount of time. He's they. a clone. He Have you picture.
0: seen the? Picture. May, well, maybe he had to shit his pants so that way you would think he's not a robot.
3: Yeah. Have you seen the earlobe oh, uh, robot
1: shit Yeah, the ear, the earlobe yeah.
3: Lobe yeah.
1: Lobe pictures, the earlobe comparison pictures. Well, uh-huh. What about when he walks up? He walks up to the people with the microphones and he points, and his hand clearly goes through the microphone. Okay, that's holographic. Or that's where that's like pieced together, photoshopped or whatever. I mean, and, and these people, they just suck it up like, like, oh, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Dude, Joe Biden's a simulation. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's part of the simulation. a
1: simulation of Joe Biden. Uh, well, yeah, if, did you want to talk about that? Because we're really into that.
0: Yeah, we can get into that. But I, I wanted to say first that uh, if you look at the whole narrative of the Trump campaign and the whole Trump presidency, it was always about him being a virus in the system, right? Oh, really? He was, he was, yeah, he was the one that was against the system that was going to shake things up, and uh, so he was like the virus of the system. And at that, in the same aspect, you have the virus that enters the system of the world and, and corrupts everything. So uh, when you think, yeah. when you start to think about it like that, you start to see that it, it was just all a virus presidency.
3: Yeah, but in a way, I mean, in a way he did kind of shake up the system and he made a lot of people pull out of the system, like all the QAnon stuff, all the fake news stuff. He, he exposed a lot of that stuff and did make people pull out of the system, but as it just, did the like, virus. What was what was that?
2: As did uh, the virus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But so, I mean, but I just think no matter what he just baseline he's still part of that system do you know what i mean that corrupt system
1: oh yeah because yeah, you know what like yeah. he's sitting back he ain't doing shit like like oh no it's you know like all these QAnon guys you know oh uh oh yeah no trust the plan because oh he's doing this he's got he's lining everything up he's playing 5d chess and all this you know what everybody just shut just shut the fuck up because because you're Everyone all
3: shut the fuck up. You're
1: all talking out your ass. He ain't doing shit. Back in Stuck with Joe Biden for for the next, you know, three years or whatever. Uh now there's talk Kamala, uh Kamala Harris's vice presidency presidency's days are numbered. Kamala. Which, you know, she is way un, unqualified for that position. Kamala Harris? Yeah. yeah. Dude, one other thing about Trump
0: Harris <laughs>
3: is that uh well, Ron brought this up previously, like the whole, when he became the vaccine salesman, it's like, I don't know if you got, you probably know Whitney Webb. Um, I think she, she's an independent journalist. She's really immaculate and a great journalist in my opinion, but she started talking about uh, Operation Warp Speed and the whole vaccine stuff that was coming out, like obviously way before Trump started pushing it. And then, so I started listening to her speak about that. And then a few months later, Trump comes out and he starts talking about Operation Warp Speed, and it's just like, okay, like to me that's a a giant red flag, and it's a giant example of
1: system, part of the system, being part of the corruption. Yeah. Hey, he's probably happy he's not president right now because he's back to making money where he wasn't before. <laughs> right, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, and everybody says, "Oh, Trump, Trump, twenty twenty four, dude, that's not going to happen." Okay. You, you know, you know who I predict gonna, who's going to who's going to be running for president for the Republicans in twenty twenty four. Tell you hmm. right now, it's going to be Ron DeSantis. So that's that's another oh, prediction. That's another prediction from Ron Stradamus. Uh, you're going <laughs> to be Bernie
3: Sanders.
1: Bernie Sanders, Republican
3: candidate. I he isn't
2: Bernie goes Republican. Uh, Everyone just
3: forgets that
1: he was a Democrat.
0: I hope Brandon Paul tries to run. He uh, will try.
1: Yeah, no, It's, it's going to be another hardcore per- It's going to be another MAGA person, and that's Ron DeSantis. He's the one that's going to be running for president. You watch. You mark my words. Mark it down. I think
3: people should just stop voting, honestly. In what? my in my opinion
1: i guess okay so yeah. that's fuck yeah i think that's part of the psyop that the left wants us to do because they know that, like like we all know that it was a stolen election we can't trust the election system the way it is the way that they do it with all these voting machines just go in and do hand balance and count them right then and then. If you didn't you were here by seven o'clock when the polls close fuck you your vote doesn't matter you know what i mean but but what they're doing now is they're saying because we've all said this before like we're not even going to vote in a national election anymore because it doesn't make any sense to vote you know, you want to vote in your local stuff, you know, whatever, because that's not so compromised. But I mean, maybe that's just playing into their agenda. You know, maybe they're the other ones playing 5D chess and we're all sitting down fucking waiting for Trump to come and save us. Well, the thing about the
3: thing I have uh, that I've learned about I, I've worked with criminals for a really long time, uh, people with criminal backgrounds, federal level criminals. Uh, things like that. So you get to kind of learn the way the criminal thinking works. And they're really smart. And well, one, they're really smart. They're really methodical. They're well thought out. Um, But another thing that I've noticed is that they're very adaptable to situations. So it's like, say they make a plan to pull off some crazy event. Right. But maybe it doesn't exactly work the way that they wanted it to. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really matter. Um, they can kind of still use the result as a way to um, still manipulate or create a situation that benefits them. And that's something that like I feel, and I don't know how true this is or accurate or whatever, but this is something that I feel uh, probably would fit in or does fit in very greatly with like the whole globalist 5d chess um, you know, social engineering manipulation control of everything.
0: Well, they Damn. all have our information and everything too, thanks to all the apps that we download and everything. So oh, yeah, no, that's they, they already know what we're gonna do before we do it. So they're okay, the, harvesting that's the... all that data. So they 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 know what moves to make. So even if it seems like they don't know, they they're already way ahead of us.
1: Hey, I'll tell you yeah, what. When my yeah, wife, I mean, when my wife and I, when we get done grocery shopping, and she looks at her phone and she goes, "Oh, the El Rodeo restaurant is only fifteen minutes away,"
4: <laughs>
1: because because they know that every Sunday when we go grocery shopping, we'd go to the El Rodeo after. So that so that they already have predicted. They know what you're going to do from your, from your past actions. So this is just like where the, the whole idea for predictive policing is coming in. Like, they're going to be able to figure out, they're going to know where you are. And they already know where you are because you got your location services turned on on your phone. And everybody's like, well, I turned mine off. Dude, it doesn't fucking matter. Your cell signal's still on. Yeah. So, so, I, I mean, they, they know what you're doing. They know what you're going to do. They know where you are in the morning. Just like me, they know they know that I wake up up the street and a mile a mile down the road. I'm at my business and I'm going to be here until 5, 6 or on a Wednesday night. I'm going to be here until 11. Tom Cruise is going to bust open your door and arrest you. Yeah, he's going
3: to arrest me for uh, you know whatever it you, was I was thinking months. about.
1: And now, and now they can tell what you're thinking about. Uh, almost seems like because I was thinking about something the other day and it showed up on my freaking Facebook feed. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I was going to say earlier too about um, Utopia is like one of the in- really interesting uh, like concepts that. I think could be real that you know um at least on some scale is the farm the farm where they basically this would be child trafficking or like human trafficking where they basically have orphans or kids and they raise them through you know mind control mind manipulation projects and programs and then they basically send them out in society give them, you know, with the their family who all works for the organization that curates this child's life to have, you know, like LeBron James is a good example. Somebody that I have heard like is one of the, you know, he was just basically always going to be professional. He was basically set in there and, you know, he's the king, right? Uh, number 23 is the king, whatever, you know, uh, King James. And uh, I, I think I'm like, king yo, James Trump, version. Musk, all these people, like they – you know the the farm is real there's there's a central place where um you know the the plan is being made at, at very methodically at fucking decades ahead of time uh and they just they just need to pick a character for the role right there boom 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 and that's that's who all these fucking people are and that's why you see a lot of like similarities in their you know their their physiologic ph- physiological selves is like and why it's just it's everything's uh, it's I, I don't think that it's it's uh, big enough where they can't organize all of it even to oh, yeah, facade. And, to- and
1: I think you'll find Roman that it's been more than just a couple of decades. I mean this this whole deal's probably been in play for fifty or sixty years, like easily. And, oh and, yeah, and, no. I mean, so, a couple of
2: decades ahead of time, they're they're plant they're planning things oh, out. Yeah. This shit's been going on for a fucking long time, no doubt.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, too, is you know, say, say those people have been in this program for forty or fifty years, they could be on their third generation of people without birth certificates. No way to track these people. You know, yeah. we've got eight hundred thousand people a year disappear in the United States. I mean, yes. where do those people go, right? All exactly. these kids born. All these kids born. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to, like you say, have all these pregnant mothers on some AKA farm. And they're mm-hmm. having kids like an like, Island. Yeah. Like, like they don't have birth certificates. They don't even know these kids even exist. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, so then these kids can grow up and have kids. And before you know it, they have this whole population of off the grid people that are probably very intelligent, highly educated. And, and they're just going to put them out into the world. And they're the next Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Hillary Clinton's. Or whatever. These are all going to be the people. Oh, where did these people come from? Like, where the fuck did Barack Obama come from? And now all of a sudden he, went in as a <laughs> senator, oh, he's an up and rising star. Yeah, okay. Now <laughs> yeah, they you start looking at their backgrounds. Like, we yeah, don't know where yeah, these people come from. They're,
2: like, they're trying to track yeah. it down. They and have all, all these person that was involved
1: in that whole deal. Like, yeah. like Barry Santero. And, uh, you know, and now we're finding out that he's uh, somehow connected to the Kennedy family. You know, or, 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 or the Kennedys or the Bushes. I think all of the presidents are – Yeah, really, they're all – They're all, they're all related. related.
3: They're all related,
2: related. yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: yeah,
3: pretty we sure should they have all have like, yeah. Yeah. the same, similar bloodlines or are like really far down the line or like distant cousins and stuff like
1: that. Well, it's just like everybody made a big deal about Barack Obama being the first black president. Well, what about the part of black, Barack Obama that was white? His mom was white. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they didn't go – Skin color doesn't matter, right? They, they didn't take that angle, did they?
0: Uh, there was a uh, black presidents before the founding of America uh, when it was a colonial uh, country. I guess you could say uh, there 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 was black presidents at that time, but he was the first black American USA president. I guess when right. the United right. States of American president. So I mean, but you know, it's all it's all. And then that gets into the simulation. Is it, you know, is all of this stuff already pre-planned and pre, pre-done pre because we live in a place where our whole reality is simulated?
1: Yeah, you know, the more that I sit back, because I'm a big contemplator, the more that I sit back and I think about that, I'm like, uh, you know, it, it's entirely possible that we are in a simulation. I mean, it is entirely possible because you just see how things play out in your own life, right? like like in the whole manifesting thing which I'm not yeah, 100% manifesting. I'm not 100 sold on that. I am sort of yeah well yeah I mean I'm
0: not 100% sold on it Um, manifesting yeah, yeah. I got I got a I got a story so uh at, at my job where I work uh, I have to go into a, a gate that's closed every day and I have to type in a code to enter it uh and uh so a few different days I, I was about, you know, about half a mile away and I thought in my head, okay, the gate's going to be open when I get there, the gate's going to be open when I get there, when I get to this point, the gate will be open. And I, I did that. I said it over in my head about five to 10 times, and then I stopped thinking about it. And then when I got to the gate, it was either open or somebody had opened it for me uh because another car was going into there that has the gate uh the unlocker thing and they let me in or whatnot and uh and I did it three I did it, I've done it four different times now and every single time it has been open. Um so it's it's really weird that you can think about things like that and they actually happen. Uh it it was kind of like a little experiment to myself to see to see if I could even do it, you know? And interestingly the way that my girlfriend and i met uh we met at a halloween party and uh we started talking and uh because i'm into all this stuff and this was before i even had the podcast but uh, i was just having a conversation with her and i like to interject conspiracy stuff and spiritual stuff on everybody that i see uh, eyes. Just, <laughs> just just yeah just to make them have to think about it <laughs> this even, fucking guy again. You know, yeah, this like, guy. here we go. But then they this think about it me. and they're like, oh shit. But so uh, when we first started talking about two days into us talking, uh, I asked her, I said, so do you believe in manifesting? And she was like, what? She's like, why Why w- would you ask me that? And I'm just like, oh, I'm just curious if you believe in manifestation. Because uh, I've been like reading up about it and, you know, learning stuff about it and stuff. And she's all well, really interesting thing is I I wrote down like the guy that I wanted oh, on a piece classic. of paper and she wrote down like 20 something different uh, things that she wanted in a in a person uh, to be with and uh, she said and then I, I wrote it out loud before uh, I read it out loud before we went to the Halloween uh, party uh, with a group of my friends and then um, and then I met you and then we've been together for three years since then, and uh, so after after she told me that, I was like, no way, like, I didn't even believe it, after she told me, I was like, there's no way you've manifested me, and so I I was like, okay, I want to see your paper, I want to see what you have on there, and so I looked at her paper, and, and I read it, and like, every, pretty much, out of like, uh, let's say 24 things, I matched up with uh, 22 of them, uh, oh, two of wow two of the ones that she wanted was she wanted a christian and she wanted a republican and uh i was like well you, you lose out on those two but uh everything else everything else is there so it, it's uh super interesting two, you know
2: just minor details you know just nothing major or anything but i but i but i am jewish and uh uh and I don't know. I lost something. Sorry, I was going to say something funny.
4: Uh, <laughs> I yeah, shit know,
1: like I said, I'm not a hundred percent, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it, but it's just like anything. It takes me time and I need to read into things. I need to experiment like what you did, Dan, and, uh, and then see how that works now. And, and I guess on the other side of the coin is if you think about, you know, manifesting in, in uh, and how does that work if we're living in a simulation? Right. So I have this theory like, it's funny how things work out for me. Like, I could be, you know, I mean, because I'm a, I'm a self-employed business guy. So, you know, it's feast or famine. You know, sometimes you got lots of money and, and sometimes you're like scraping. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I'm like, OK, well, you know what? Before, like my wife and I, we have this plan going forward for the future. And it's like, OK, so, I, so I'm like, OK, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start taking the steps that I need to do. To get towards that end goal right so, so it's like uh, you know just a normal like a setting goals and trying to achieve them type of deal and then i will start to do something and then it's like the powers that be are like no no you're not going in this direction you're going in the wrong direction so all of a sudden they put me in this other direction and i'm like well why is that happening why is this why is there always roadblocks you know you're always asking yourself so then all of a sudden then something that you that you thought was going to be really hard or hard or something difficult for you to achieve ends up just dropping in your lap. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and then it's like, okay, so this is the path I need to be on, right? So this is your predestined path for me. So that's basically that's just how I do it. Now I haven't sat down and written down, you know, okay, I want this, 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 and this. Yeah, because what's everybody going to say? Oh, I want all my bills paid. I want to be, yeah. able, be yeah. able to. You know, do X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah, look, okay. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants that. But, but I mean, so, but if you're good, if you have ten things and you'd like to, and you can make six of those things happen, I mean, I would consider that a success. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this That's manifesting a thing a little bit more because uh, you know I'm sure there is something to it. Yeah. But but in I don't know I'm just weird I'm just
3: I I kind of. I've had weird stuff happening to me that like where I'll be thinking about things repeatedly and then they'll happen. Yeah. There's no prior uh, of, you know, action of me really doing anything else besides that, just thinking about it. But I mean, in my opinion with kind of, I kind of feel that everything that the world is made out of or everything that you interact with is some, it's basically just energy. So in a way, if you're putting out a certain amount of energy or a certain type of energy, well, then why wouldn't that kind of energy come back to you in some sort of way, especially if it's all just kind of based off of like a ripple effect? And if it's all just energy, then it's got to be, it's all connected at the very smallest scale of physics, I guess. Yeah, what
1: did you want to say, Roman? Oh,
2: I was just going to, yeah, a good, good way to visualize it uh, for me is to that, you know, like our bodies put off electromagnetic energy, right? And the earth also puts off electromagnetic energy. And so we're like within the, 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 the energetic field of the earth. So through that, we kind of like swim through the, the, the viscous uh, magnetism that's here. And then, so when you activate your thought process um, and your brain, right, when it's going, it's, it's getting more powerful and it can get more charged up. And so the more you charge it up to connect to the cathode side, the other side um, of the charge that you're trying to get your thing, you're trying to attract to yourself because manifesting is attracting things. You want Mm -hmm. it to come to you. You want it to be there. You want it to, to, to be within, right. And, and to have access to it. And then, so you, you just, you're, you're basically charging up a battery. You're charging up this, this connection, and then the stronger it is and the more you go with your magnetic self, then you can you can literally attach it to that and fucking magnetize it towards you. Because manifesting is magnetizing and attracting. And that's the great thing about when you start to use it and see that it works. It's mind-blowing, right? And then you'll use it and then you'll fucking stop doing it for like a couple of years because you're like, wow, I guess – that was just a lot of energy. I just put out, like, I can't, you know, like do it all the time or think about it or it slips away from you. Um, but when you start to do it more and I'm not, I'm not, I don't, um, I have, but I don't because I'm, I'm speaking from, from personal experience here. Like I just kind of forgot about it and I get carried away in daily stresses, uh, you know, like in this life. And I'm like, shit, I don't even manifest anything anymore. Cause I don't have the fucking time to sit the fuck down and, and try to breathe, you know, that's what I tell myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy, this, that, and the fourth. But, um, but I think that, you know, I, I, I think it's a good way to visualize it is that that we're just powering up our, like, our magnet, you know, and you're just fucking getting as strong as fuck. Like, the more sunlight you get, the more, like, goodness and healthy, optimized your, your existence and your body is, fucking, you'll be able to attract shit like nobody's business, you know? It's like that spiritual strength.
3: I think I think uh, a big an important thing that you brought up and which I think kind of goes along with the simulation theory, whether it's kind of like the the animated created matrix kind of Mm -hmm. simulation or if it's just the simulation of, you know, pop culture, politics and all that stuff. uh, You kind of brought up distraction. You know, I think a lot of the simulation, if you're looking at it at the pop culture, politics, um, you know, new movements that are coming yeah, along, yeah. The, the system that's created through, through work, keeping people working constantly, needing to pay bills, needing to do this. It's It's all I kind of feel like a distraction to keep you away from possibly seeing the greater aspect of life or figuring out greater aspects of life or tapping in to the higher energy or higher consciousness or spirituality i think it's kind of was created to be like that if we're in a sense of the simulation
1: well well buckley don't you think that that's what they want us they want us to be distracted by working 24 7 yes uh, they don't want us to take the time to sit down and even read a book that we can learn how to do this or even listen yes. to a podcast that says what you're saying right now roman like, like we can, we can try this and we can try that. You know what? Maybe you don't have to work so hard, you know, but yeah. they want you, they want you uh, because we've been indoctrinated into school and everything into school is just indoctrinating you to be good little workers. You know, get up, get to work on time for the bell rings or you'll get docked at school. You'll get docked at work. Eat, Take your lunch break, you know, work till four or five o'clock, go home, have your dinner, watch some mainstream media, fake news, uh, Watch, everything
3: you do is going to be great.
1: Watch, watch some, yeah. Watch some show. You know, watch some show, and then go to bed and get up and do it all over again for five or six days a week. And you have one day a week where oh, you're allowed to maybe go to church or you know run around and do all your errands of everything you get you, you <laughs> had to get done. Excuse me, because you only have one day out of the week that you can do that. And then who has the time to sit down and say, you know what, I need a couple of hours to meditate or a couple of hours to manifest? or whatever like they don't want us to know how to do that
3: but even like connecting to people nowadays too with
1: yeah yeah the no. social
3: media yeah. aspect of things and obviously the the whole covid situation like social distancing quarantine stay inside don't see your family don't go to yeah like friends. don't have
1: thanksgiving now or yeah. or you might have to cancel christmas right what was it uh, gibraltar the kind the gibraltar down there the, the, the most vaccinated country or area or whatever it's like 97% vaccinated rate. Oh, we got wow, so much COVID so much. now, we gotta cancel Christmas. <laughs>
0: Supposedly.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I ain't canceling shit. It's too
3: soon oh, wow. to tell if yeah. we can have Christmas yet. I
0: canceled, I canceled Christmas a long time ago.
3: I canceled it for the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> you got a one year old. You gotta have
1: Christmas for her.
3: <laughs> nah, yeah, she has presents or toys. She has enough.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: we package some of them. Hello.
2: How about yeah. some bentonite clay toothpaste? That's a good gift <laughs> for uh, <laughs> a young child. Some bentonite, that? some bentonite clay toothpaste. What kind of toothpaste are you boys using?
3: Oh God!
2: Don't tell me it's I in a tube. That,
3: no, I, th- I think it is, but I think it's like a charcoal one.
2: Mm-mm, can't that, do it, Chief. No bueno. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Depends. It depends if it's like the. Um, you want this is what I'm finding out. I'm getting up evidence and and starting a an, uh, a show at some point um, called Oral Morals. I had a tooth fall out of my mouth, right? And um, I'm a very big anarchist type of motherfucker, and so I was just like, I will not go to the. Uh, the completely controlled and regulated bullshit system that is the dentist that just continues to want to shove chemicals in my mouth and not heal it in the proper way of which we've and been healing. Drain your wallet. <laughs> exactly. And also drain <laughs> yeah. your wallet. Um, and so I was using Sensodyne Pronamel for the longest time because when I had all my teeth, I figured that was the best one. It, it made my mouth feel good, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I, when my tooth fell out, I just felt I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to use more Sincidine Pronamol. I'm going to use more of these, these, these chemical processes from fuck Fred Meyer, Kroger, where, where, you know, whatever. When you go to their, the mainstream dental, dental care section, oral care section. And my gums were staying black, right? Like that's what happens when you have tooth fall out, you have black gums and it's disgusting. And so, I, I had to look into other ways and I've always been into like alternative medicine, alternative, right. Or indigenous native m- medicine, the the real plant medicine that's been here for fucking millennia. Um, but I, I just had never really put all of that into thinking about oral care specifically. And then I started looking into it and I was like, oh wow. Every ancient um, healing uh, practice like Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, they, they, deal directly with your tongue. is the first thing to look at to see how healthy you are. And um, I healed my mouth completely by basically using uh, earthen products. So like uh, bentonite clay and kaolin clay is like the, is the amazing uh, product that they can put on to a completely infected open sore in your mouth and pack that clay in there. And next thing you know, within the next couple of days, your mouth is going to heal that up completely because it's full of um, calcium. It's full of all of these other major, major important nutrients and it's fucking clay. Anyways, point I'm getting at here is I do this in the to so, but uh, you guys, boys you got to get on the clay tubes, man. It's some good shit. So do yeah. you actually brush your teeth with it? Yeah, yeah.
3: Does baking soda is baking soda good for your mouth?
2: Baking soda is good for your mouth. So this is what you want. This is the main important thing is, um, not leaving acidic things in your mouth for uh, an extended period of time because your mouth has a gut has a biome in it, just like your gut has a biome. It's called the like a oral flora. Yeah, exactly, and it it keeps restoring itself every time we put things into our mouth. It vanishes, it right, and it kind of resets the pH balance in your mouth. Well, the higher pH balance your mouth is, the overall health you will have because it, it starts digesting starts in your mouth. Here, the saliva starts to break it down as it goes down through your system into your original. Um, you know, as, as it, everything has a process, very specific place process in our body, and so I it just. All the shit with life, you know, like I'm not thinking about this ever until I fuck a tooth fall out of my mouth and I couldn't do anything but think about it because I'm like, "What? I can't be out here spitting the game at the honeys, you know what I mean? With the fucking black gum. Come on, man. It smells like ass.
0: The, the two things you have to watch out for in toothpaste girl, too. is fluoride and sugar. Uh, a lot of times there'll be sugar in toothpaste. It's yep. not listed as sugar. It's listed as uh, glucosamine or... Something. All these different
2: types of sugar alcohols.
0: Yeah. And so when you're brushing your teeth, you're actually brushing sugar into your gums. And so yep. it's making your teeth fall out. So when you see all these people that have that brush their teeth three times a day, they're like, I don't understand. I brush my teeth three times a day, but I have to go to the dentist all the time. Well, it's because you're you're brushing your teeth with fucking sugar. Yeah. And, uh, and then the fluoride is making you so stupid, you don't even realize you're doing it. <laughs>
4: Interesting,
3: yeah. I definitely don't use like uh, like Crest or any of those brands. We, I'm pretty sure it's a charcoal base. I don't know the exact brand, but I don't think it's too terrible. For I
1: you. thought the charcoal was supposed to be good for you, yeah. Oh, the charcoal is yeah, fine,
2: is. mainly the ba- the base of it you want to try because they, they'll get like some highly petroleum uh, processed petroleum fat as the base, usually. Um, and then you know, but if you just get a toothpaste that has like a type of clay and salt base, I mean, f- you're good. You're good to go. Just it's the, I guess the most important part is just to really start li- uh, label reading because it's cheap. Uncle Harry's toothpaste comes in a jar. It's fucking like super hippie shit. But, um, I, I suggest, uh, uh anybody that, that is interested in trying out. It's Uncle Harry's, uh, tastes terrible because there's no sugar in it, but, man, you will notice a difference. Absolutely.
1: Interesting. I'm going to have to look into that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Hell, yeah. (laughs) And how does that relate to the simulation, Roman?
2: God damn it. I I know we got completely (laughs) sidetracked, but I will say, let me say something real quick about that, about the simulation, okay, and, like, the – so – part of the simulation theory is like there we're within like a computer chip, right. Or an AI simulation. Yeah. And, and so earth works off of electromagnetics, right. Or electricity. Um, and everything is kind of hooked up like a circuit board. So it's just like, you know, we're just planning our fucking algorithms, uh, you know, just coding our thing every day, like going up here connected to the chip there. I don't fucking know. It's we're definitely deep, dick deep in the matrix, though so for sure.
0: Have you guys seen the movie Free Guy?
2: Free
1: Guy.
0: Uh, it's that new one with uh, w- w- what's that dude that plays Deadpool? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is in it. So here, I'll give you the synopsis of of what the movie is about. It's uh, it's about this computer game, and Ryan Reynolds is an NPC. But the creators of this computer game, uh, the ones that originally created it, created an algorithm in it uh, for for these NPCs to uh, eventually have developed their own free will. And then this other guy takes over uh, these guys' creation, and uh, he just makes it all about shooting and killing and robbing and stealing and everything else. <laughs> and uh, through through that simulation, this Ryan, Ryan Reynolds character uh, starts to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to like do my own thing. Because uh, he sees this girl, and this girl trips his wires, basically. And so, basically, he develops a, a consciousness and free will to do whatever he wants in the simulation. And then the movie's about them trying to stop them. So, what I'm going to say is, Think about that and then think about how all these pyramids and everything are set up like an electrical grid. Think about how all these big old Tartarian buildings are set up and like, how were they able to build these and everything? It's like, well, what if we lived in a simulation before we were all NPCs and now this uh, computer game has been terminated because you see everything in ruins, right? But now we're all left to one wander the world with this free will that we have that we didn't have before because we all started out as npc people and now we're wandering around trying to figure out how everything was created and how everything started and really we're just living in the simulation that existed uh that was created by these computer programmers before and Basically the government and all these other institutions are the governors of the simulation to keep us from reaching uh total clarity and uh
1: uh f- Enlightenment.
0: Yeah, enlightenment. Oh so. okay.
1: Real dumb question for you because I'm an old guy, I'm not a gamer, I don't listen to rap music. <laughs> what is an NPC
0: Non player character.
1: A non what?
0: non-player character
1: non-player character okay
0: yeah so those are the guys in the video games that just continually do the same thing over and over and over again because that's just the way they're programmed to run in the in the computer game you know
2: be like um when you um, uh, uh what's the other movie the classic truman show uh like everyone in truman's life is an npc basically
1: they're all actors yeah so. Okay. You know, just what you said, uh, like that, that sounds interesting. I think I'm going to, and I have seen, that. I forget, <laughs> which, I forget which app that is on that movie. Oh yeah. But, some, but a project that Buckley and I are going to be working on is, uh, is like the whole Westworld thing that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, And he's watched all the Matrix movies. So if you guys want to get into that, I mean, I can, I yeah. can kind of just hang out, but, uh, but I'm really into that series. I've watched it several times just trying to wrap my head around it. But it basically means that these, uh, those, ro- these are, and it kind of reminds me of the old Blade Runner. Yeah. Right? But it's how like, like in the Blade Runner, they call them replicants.
0: Mm-hmm. But in
1: Westworld, they call them hosts. Yeah. Like the hosts are actually robots. Yeah. Right? Right. They're robots. There's nothing human about them, but you can't distinguish them from a human. That's how good they are. And how they, and how they were able to, one or two would gain consciousness. It's. I don't want to get into it too, too much, and I don't want to give away too much information on this series that we're going to work on, but it's going to be really cool. But it, it has to do with sim theory.
0: Okay. Yeah. That yeah. that kind of plays into uh it, with Westworld. Yeah, there's like creators, right? So they they make the robots and everything, and then they put them into the simulation. Then rich people go there and try to act out their they're whatever
1: they're fantasies yeah they're
0: fantasies yeah and then you know sometimes these uh robots have malfunctions and then they have to reprogram them and stuff and then if you think about that in terms of the whole UFO thing and the alien abduction thing and aliens taking people to reprogram them or whatever uh you know, that's kind of an interesting aspect to to the simulation is maybe those are the real humanoids and we are just the uh, NPC p- players in the video game. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're harvesting us, not not really harvesting us, but they're they're just picking us up to to fix us in, in the and simulation we, because we, we're not doing our yeah, part. Right.
1: We've gained enough. Uh, we've gained enough. What's the word? I don't say enlightenment. We've gained enough consciousness, yeah, to, to just be smart enough to get up to go to work and pay our bills,
0: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so are they using us as energy? Are they are they harnessing our energy? Like, We're like Well, oh, like the whole idea that we had that the, that the say, for instance, the reptilians who feed yeah. off of negative energy. <laughs> and blood. Uh-huh. if they if they can get us all to be negative all the time. Well, that's food for them. And we've actually talked about that in an episode too. So is that That'll why be they keep people feel so negative? Because people are fucking negative. Like I try to be positive and I have this term, I call it the collective consciousness of negativity where you get like, they say, Oh, everybody think positive and we'll send positive vibes. Okay. What about the negative vibes? Like you have to overcome that. Yeah. Like You get a you get hundred people together and they're all negative. Oh, we're all negative. You know, like, uh, you know, how everybody was negative when Trump lost the election. Just give that as an example. Everybody was bummed out. Or, or like say when the Pats don't win the Super Bowl, because we used to win the Super Bowl every year. So so now, so, now, so now, you know, well, we might be headed back that way again. But what I'm saying is, you know, everybody would be so bummed out. Everybody would be so bummed out. And it's like, okay, it's a, it's a game. It's a football game. You know, stop everybody being negative because your negativity spread to this person. is spread yeah. to that person. It spread to this. Now everybody's negative. Everybody's in a bad mood. Nothing goes right when you're in a negative mood. So, so it's like that's, that's why people need to stay positive. Well, is that part of the simulation where they want us to be negative all the time? I think
3: media is yeah. a, would be a strong example of that. Oh my God, that and
1: Facebook.
0: Well, you know, well Facebook. look at the, like we were just talking about a, a few minutes ago with the toothpaste is uh you know that's a product of of the hierarchy right they they're the ones that are giving us this stuff that right. is obviously horrible for us look at what they do with food and all the prepackaged stuff with the exorbitant amount of salt in it to preserve it but it also that's going into your body and all that stuff is making us completely unhealthy and then you look at your fear porn news which is also fucking with your head and making you think that everything is fucked up, but then you go outside and everything's fine. And then all these different distractions that they throw at us with movies and television and their, their ideas, they're they're manifesting those ideas into our brain by us visualizing them and seeing them in, in our real world. We are taking that in subconsciously and it's playing its part uh, to create that negativity within all of us and that dis- dis- ease, right? dis-ease, right? Diseases, dis-ease. So if we were all happy and uh, enlightened, we wouldn't have dis-ease. We would all be healthy.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, it's just like, you know, I got away from watching the news for like the last, you know, nine months or whatever. I just barely started watching it recently only because I wanted to see, you know, what they, their lead story was in, in New Hampshire. And of course that's the, oh, an alarming uptick in, in COVID cases amongst the little kids. Got to get them vaccinated. You know what I mean? So so that's the whole, that's the whole thing. Oh, nine out of 10 doctors recommend Colgate or nine out of 10 doctors recommend Camel cigarettes. You know, I personally, I'm a Marlboro guy. But but, but I, you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's like they all, they all want you to believe us. And, and when people watch the news, they're like, oh, really? I didn't think it was that bad. So turn your TV off and just go outside. It looks like a regular day, like it did thirty years ago. Like, like it's all what you take into your brain and your brain processes, and that feeling that you arrive that, that you that you derive from that. It's like maybe right. just not even do that. And that's exactly you know I think the point you're trying to make, Dan, is just like all this stuff is programming us to feel and act and be a certain way, right? Instead right. Of, instead of just being how we should be. How, how you feel when you wake up in the morning when you're not inundated with all this information.
3: Yeah. And people don't really, I feel like people like a lot of people don't understand how powerful of a tool media is and the narratives that are being pushed. I mean, just look at like your phone, smartphones, like everybody, almost everybody has a smartphone and it's basically a direct line to individuals anywhere where they can, you know, implement or input some narrative or some idea or some projection of a narrative that will influence you in some way. And I don't think people really realize the, the I guess, how big of a role that media plays in your life. Um, and that's why you still get a lot of people buying into everything because it's such a powerful tool and it's so well used. And with algorithms and social media and marketing it's so individualized to the singular person that's holding their phone or on their phone do you know what I mean
2: yeah it's yeah. a black mirror that fucking straight it uh, there's another thing too projecting negative energy um you know it's like when you're staring at that screen you know it's been dark for fucking seven hours and you've just been constantly bombarding your 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 fucking eyes and with that it's going to just protrude negative energy off
1: of that yeah yeah doom scrolling like buckley said that's a great great term for that because it's like oh because like like i'll check my phone you know and i mean i i my cell phone is my business cell phone so it goes mental all the time anyways i mean i get messages at one two o'clock in the morning which is freaking ridiculous but it is what it is but i mean so you're like okay so let's see what's on twitter so you'll go on twitter Oh, everything is negative. Oh, titties. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now everything's... (laughs) I mean, so so it's a good balance there, you know, because the titties make everything, like, seem better. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: In reality, the titties aren't better. If you look into, like, how porn is... How porn and the access of porn is negatively Um, affecting
2: people. Absolutely, yeah. The
3: rate of ED, the rate of, like... Well, that's true. The disconnection from, like, sexual partners, the way that sex sex is being projected in a, the reality and people are receiving you know this is how sex should be and it's like some crazy like yeah. or like some what? Guy slapping some chick in the face with his dick it's like it's creating <laughs> this disconnect from human to human sexual contact as well as in my opinion if you're v- viewing porn a lot you're getting sexually attracted to your phone Do you know what I mean Oh,
2: that's, oh. that's, that's fucking good. tight I like that <laughs>
3: it's like you're pulling out your phone and it's like oh I'm gonna beat my weasel
2: they're gonna basically they make a cock pussy phone, that is also a screen at- and you can just put oh. your cock into the phone and it goes <laughs> into the metaverse you're just gonna fuck the metaverse <laughs>
1: you know theory. You,
0: know, you, know, you, know, what's you man.
1: yeah but, uh, but in all seriousness on that Buckley, what you're saying like, like really not to sound I don't know Next time. I don't know what. But but I mean sex really with somebody that you care about, or like in my case, I'm married. Buckley is not married, which he should be because his girlfriend is very, very nice. But to uh you she is. Well, she's nice to me, but she's <laughs> also true. but she's also very, very pretty, too. And you guys have a beautiful baby together. You should be married. That's true. Anyways, but what I'm saying is uh like like me and my wife, I mean, we've been together a long time, but she still turns me on, and, and so it's like any type of. <laughs> any, any, well, my wife's a nice, in here. Uh, my wife's a nice looking lady. So so, but I mean, it's like uh, like like sex, or you know, or or anything like that. Would your partner really is supposed to be like a spiritual thing? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, we yeah. dudes, we all like to look at other women's body parts or whatever. It, and may, it uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's not a good thing in, in the environment that I grew up in. Like I was seeing that stuff like really young, like 10, 12 years old.
0: It's the so, so,
1: But what I'm saying is it's really supposed to be a, uh, a sensual, spiritual connection between you and your partner and how pornography derails that.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it you, does derail. It's, a, it's
1: like the
3: next time someone whips out a Apple iPhone, you're going to start getting a hard on or something. Yeah. <laughs> You it's know, a. It's just that accessible through your phone and all over Instagram and all over a,
1: TikTok. Oh, Twitter's worse. Twitter, and there's Twitter. actual there's actual porn on Twitter. <laughs> it's everywhere. Like, like it's they ban the They they ban the president, but you can see hardcore porn on Twitter. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna get uh, deep here. I'm gonna get deep here. Sex is an alchemical um, process, right? So you. Yeah. what a woman is is exactly the opposite of what you are so it's, it's the merging of the positive and negative together to to form the battery connection and that's why you get the sparks and everything like that it, it's because the two of you are coming together to form one spiritual uh combustion yeah yeah so you're combining together combustion. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: no, sexual
2: I sexual eruption and, if, and I, further up on that too, there's uh there's a lot of women I know have had like, like, depending on the, the partner that they're doing it with, or the, the person that they're, they're having sex with, like there can be like straight up foul smell from their chemicals, like the pheromones being so opposing, you know, like they, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of very, 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 very specific alchemical processes and also isn't it like rh negative women can't like their their blood type will actually kill the semen of a rh positive man or or if it's the other oh, way yeah. around that's, yeah, that's, that's an, when, they're pregnant.
0: when they're pregnant yeah
1: yeah that's a subject that i know about because i am rh negative
0: yeah yeah
1: so so yeah tell us, so on, tell RH, us more on that so an rh negative woman if her partner is a positive, those two blood those two blood types don't mix. It's like oil and water.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So 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 if an Rh negative woman is impregnated by an Rh positive person, the Rh negative woman's body is going to want to reject it yeah. by means of uh, either not getting pregnant or having a spontaneous abortion. so uh, so, so that's how that works, and that's why. They have to take rogram shots that counteracts that, right? Man. And a lot of people probably don't realize this, but back in the old days, there was always a saying, well, you're getting married. Have you had your blood test yet? Because your blood tests have to be approved. And everybody wondered, oh, that's to make sure they don't have any social diseases or whatever. No, it was to make sure that their bloodlines were compatible so they didn't have some type of... Uh, mutated kid actually to put it you know like a like a disabled kid
0: yeah i thought it was to see. Yeah. that
1: was all about and that's what the rogram shots are about
0: related or something though too wasn't it
1: well that might have been i mean that changes from state to state right oh uh, yeah so i mean in kentucky i think you can marry your first cousin uh i, I know uh i know in west virginia you can in New Hampshire, you can marry your second cousin, but other you can't marry your first cousin. I don't think, anyways. Uh, uh, it sounds I'm, like
3: you know a lot about I'm
1: it. I'm not going to get into the whole cousin <laughs> level thing. Okay, so, but but anyways, uh, but no, uh, Roman, I'm a I'm an O negative, which is which is one of the rarer blood types.
2: So are you? So that's a Rh negative, negative. and yes. O negative.
1: Yeah, an o negative is an R H negative It, oh, it okay. doesn't matter what your blood type is. It could be A, B, A, B, or O. Yeah. Like, if you're negative, you're negative. Okay. But then you, sti- okay. but then you still have all the traits of your particular type. Like, I'm an O-negative, which means that I'm a universal donor. I can give my blood to every living person on Earth. Beautiful. However, However, oh, only I can take it from another O-negative.
2: Okay. Okay. Um. So, but the, it is separate, right? RH negative and positive is separate.
1: Completely different. Uh, we're okay, and yeah. on different ends of the spectrum. So, so RH negative people, our blood is copper based instead of iron based.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, does, so what does that have to do about deficiencies? Uh, like if, uh, if you don't know what type you are and you're eating a, uh, a lot more iron, can you, can you cause like iron overdose or? iron. Well, I like, don't know
1: about iron kidney? overdose, but I do know that, uh, RH negatives and O negatives in particular require, uh, like we're beef eaters because we require that extra iron that we get from the eating of the beef. Mm. We actually talked about that in a recent episode.
2: Wow. Yeah. Shit. I got to go get my blood checked. I haven't donated blood in a while. And I, I never, you know, it's funny is i never looked at what I was. I was just like,
1: ah. I don't even care. Well, let, me, let me let me give you a little heads up on a blood donation. If you're Rh negative, well, if you're O negative, if you're O negative and in Red Cross finds out you're O negative, they will freaking hound you for your blood. They will call you once a week
4: you because they sell
1: that shit. Because O negative is the most expensive blood, like like well, out of the normal blood groups. Now I'm not talking these really weird blood groups, but. For regular blood groups, O negative o- blood is the most desirable because, say, say you get into an accident or whatever, you're taken to the emergency room, you're taken to the ICU or whatever, and you require a blood transfusion, but they do not know what your blood type is. Well, they just give you O negative because O negative can go to everybody, so they give you so they give you O negative so that O negative is very much in hot demand. Well, the, well, the the blood supply in charge charges a little extra for that. So you follow what I'm saying? So so once the red cross doing o, like like, I, like I'm a dick about it. I won't donate my blood, and, and, and I know lots. And we have a huge cluster of O negative people in this town, so I I know yeah. who I can call if I need blood. But but they say a lot of O. But they say a lot of O negative people should store their own blood because we can only take it from an O negative. Any other person's blood would kill us.
2: Uh, this this kind of talk just literally gives me the shivers. It's very interesting. <laughs> I'm not a, a vampire-y person, and uh, this is making me feel like I'm like I'm actually kind of getting hungry. I, might, I watched uh, this uh, so I
0: watched documentary well. on giving blood. I watched this documentary on giving blood, and basically, what uh, they're they're taking your plasma out of your blood, and uh, they're using that plasma for a lot of other things. Other than uh, just giving your blood to other people, it's yeah, we used to really
3: donate plasma factory.
2: Really I was gonna say there was probably some sort of like you know, uh, uh cryptid beast on the other side of the wall, just fucking well,
3: just sucking it all up. Back to like Bill Gates' house. No, let me,
1: well, let me, tell you, let me tell you something about the, let me tell you something about the Red Cross and the Red Shield.
2: Oh,
4: okay, God.
1: the Red, the Red Shield is is the uh, derivative of the name Rothschild. Oh well, yes, yes, Roth- yes, 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 Rothschild means Red Shield. So, so the Rothschilds do control the Red Cross. So they're so they're making money off your blood. Like they make money off of everything, anyways. But uh just something the very first episode I ever did on Dangerous World, I beat up on the Red Cross like big time. But uh because that's just a that's just a money laundering scam, anyways. Yeah, well,
3: isn't the, uh, the emblem they use, uh, pretty well recognized in like the kind of elitist globalist.
1: Well, and alchemy too.
3: Yeah. Say to oh yeah. Occult,
1: occultism. Occultic, that is, it's, yeah.
3: it's like the snake wrapped around, uh, a staff, a staff.
4: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. We went yeah, over that, that was somebody with somebody somebody broke yeah. that down, but, oh yeah. Say it again. Pharmakia, the goddess Pharmakia.
1: Yes. That's it right there, Dan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she would. Uh, it was said that Pharmakia would turn men into beasts because they would come to the altar of Pharmakia, and she would make them like a, a potion or a concoction, and they would drink it, which was uh it was a hallucinogenic, and they would trip the fuck out and think that they could transform into some creature or whatever.
1: And that's actually probably what uh, Adrenochrome could actually be doing too, right? So, uh, so yeah, the well, thing is, like, like. Like I would love to have a conversation sometime about R.H. Negative Blood because R.H. Negative Blood, they do not know where it comes from, plain and simple. They just don't know where it comes from. It just appeared on the scene. You know, yeah. they said roughly, roughly 10,000 years ago. Aliens. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh.
0: Keep listening uh-huh. to Aliens. Keep, well, least, yeah, keep listening to Roots of Creation.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Roots of Creation is the show that Dan's doing with uh, Andy Rouse. Oh, I
3: thought you were talking about the band.
0: Nah, no.
2: Oh, sick. There's a band?
0: Yeah, there's a band called Roots of Creation. I took the name from uh, pretty much most reggae songs talk about Roots of Creation. Bob Marley, I think, uh, talks about
1: yeah. it. But yeah. what gets but me is they, me don't know they, they don't know where our bloodline comes from. Okay. Like, there's a, strand, there's a strand in our DNA that they can't write. Like, they can't figure it out. I'm going to say Sasquatches. <laughs> no, Sasquatch is a remnant of what they called the in biblical times, the beast of the fields. And we got a whole series we're working on for that, too. Ooh,
4: but but, but like Box
1: Saga, Box Saga, this is so convoluted and so complex. Yeah. The subject. Where do you start?
0: you have to change your whole paradigm you have to forget everything that you thought you knew because everything you thought you knew is completely wrong and you have to look at things instead of a dichotomy you have to look in things in uh uh, multiplicities Uh, you, you there you can't think that there's just a good and a bad because everything is is both it's nobody is completely good and nobody is completely bad there's good and evil in everyone and when we try to reduce everything to good and evil we 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 have a hard time and and we demonize well first of all the church has demonized a lot of things pagan to be evil and when you really look into it when we're even in this program that we're doing right now we've talked a lot about occultism and plant medicine and all uh, and manifesting and all those things those things would be considered uh pagan or you know taboo to the church but when you really look into it it's it's really natural and connecting you black back to the planet so is that evil or is that good and then it kind of when you think of in the dichotomy and good and evil, it really fucks with your head because, well, you're like, Oh, well, that's supposed to be evil. So I, maybe I shouldn't do that, but, but really it's just our perception of, of what is good and evil. Uh, me and Roman talk about this good and evil aspect all the time, uh, which he doesn't always agree with me, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to turn them around. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, let me ask you something, Dan. How, how come, all of our religious that are religious holidays now are all based in paganism, and that were yeah. converted from, that were converted from paganism to Christianity.
0: Because all the Easter, stories,
1: Easter, uh, Hall- well, Halloween still Halloween is a huge holiday for our family, right. uh, and there's a reason for that. But uh, but you take like Christmas that that's based on that's all paganism the Yule log the Christmas tree. That stuff all goes back to the Vikings, which I'm I'm uh, my descend my ancestors were Vikings. Yeah. So uh, so and when you and when you look at that, it's like okay, so you're mixing paganism with Christianity with this story that I'm not absolutely sold on that Jesus Christ was born on December 25th, which I think is not true. No, uh it And that's even, uh, and I know this is going to be blasphemous for some people, and that's even if Jesus Christ ever existed, he right? Could have just been an actor. Yeah. Well, we don't know. No, no, no i mean he could have he could have been uh, he could have been an uh, inunaki for all we know you know what i'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying. But then, you got, you, then you got easter easter is paganism from ishtar and, and, yep. and, and, now, and now it's a religious ceremony because it's based on the resurrection yep. yep which you know if if i went out somewhere and didn't return for three days and i try to convince my wife that i was killed and I had to come back to life. I'm like I don't think that story would wash, right? But but I mean, they, they expect all of us to believe that. So same thing with the Passover. Same yeah. thing. With, same thing with all all of these, you know, religious holidays. A lot of these things are based on paganism and occultism.
0: So that that's kind of why I've tried to been, uh, trying to been trying to project out there is the reason for this is. Uh, because the church took over in, in the, oh, man, in the AD period time, right? Around three to 400 is when they really got started. And then they destroyed paganism by around 1100 with the Crusades and everything. <clears throat> and, and basically what it did is it brought in this materialistic aspect uh, of killing people and demonizing all these things that connected you back to nature and and this whole and then what they did was they they took these stories that were originally pagan but but kind of emptied out some of the aspects of them and and made them this these hollow versions of of what the reality is so even when you look at biblical stuff you can see how all of these different biblical characters all connect to all these pagan characters and some people will say well there's there's the evil one, the unholy Trinity and the Holy Trinity. There's two different ones and Jesus, Mary and God are the Holy Trinity and everything else is evil. But when you really look into it, Jesus is the same as all these other gods. Mary is the same as Hathor. She's the same as Isis. She's the whore of Babylon, just like all the other ones are. She's same as, uh, 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 was oh man, uh, what's the Hindu one? I can't remember. Ganesh. Um no, Shiva. Shiva, Shiva, yeah, the the destroyer and the and the bringer. So she gives and cre- she gives and takes, right? The creator. Uh, so when you when you really look at all these different types of gods, they're 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 all the same thing. So what it boils down to is. Is where did all these ideas originally come from? Did and then when you look at history, you see that there was like gods in all these different religions or different areas of the world that kind of went around and uh told everybody what it was that they were supposed to believe, or like the Anunnaki, for instance, or the Greek gods. And when that when you boil that down, all of these different gods uh, when you read the Bible, it says that they are all nephilim, so they they're all these hybrids, right? These gods are. So this is they're all part of the unholy, uh, god, god people. When you when you look at it from a biblical perspective, but w- when you look at it outside of that, is that they're all just the same thing, uh, and and what it what they were originally were they they were uh, just to depict the ways of nature, right? So you had a god of thunder, you had a god of rain, you had a god of volcanoes, you had a god for every different aspect of nature that you you could look at or pray to to help on your journeys or manifest certain things. You know, you needed your god of rain so you could pray for rain so your crops could grow. Uh, you know, and all these different aspects of life that we can't explain. That's what gods were. They didn't. The pagans didn't worship them as gods. They knew what they were. They just looked to them to help them on their on their daily journeys. So there, there's a there's a whole lot there with with me personally. I, I've always been kind of opposed to the church, and so I, I kind of have a have a uh, I don't know how to say like, but I I kind of have a thing with with the whole church aspect it, it like <laughs> makes me, it makes my blood boil a little bit, but
1: right. Well, let me, let me give you a little story about that too, with my family's background. When I said Halloween is a really big holiday for my family. <laughs> uh, my family is, we're descended from Normans, the, 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 Nor- the Normandy Vikings.
0: Yeah, me yeah. too.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we'll have the, we'll have to have a conversation about that sometime. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I'm also a direct descendant of John Proctor, who was hung in the Salem witch trials. He's my sixth great grandfather us. Okay, family. yeah. So, so uh, our family on my mom's side uh, was not was totally against any type of organized religion, like whatsoever, because it was organized religion that that put him on the end of a noose. You know, yeah. in, in that in that whole thing so so our family really isn't into organized religion like at all like i don't have a problem with religion i just don't want people ramming it down my throat
0: exactly you know okay? if it like, makes you yeah. a good person then do it if it makes you Sweet. a shitty person then it's probably not what you I know, plenty
1: of shitty people that go to church every sunday <laughs> or, go to, or go to friday mass or whatever but but i mean i i don't think i don't feel as though that you need it like you just need to be a moral person yeah. You need to know what's good, what's, what's right, and what's wrong. But also, like you take like that whole, the whole yin and yang thing, the good and evil. We all are good, and we can all be evil. I know that I can be extremely evil. I can be extremely vicious, but I can also be very, very good to you, give you the shirt right off my back. It all depends on what the circumstances are.
3: And how people treat you.
1: And how people treat you, and how people... You know, and it's not even like a respect thing because you know it—it it, it doesn't really come down to that. It's like it's like if people are willing to work with you and they're a moral person or whatever. But when they're out and out trying to screw you over, well, then that's when I get vicious. You know, or if or if you try to attack any member of my family or a next to you know, any next to kin or a good friend or whatever, well, I'm going to be there to back them up, and that's when the evil side comes in. So I can turn; I can turn pretty quick. But, but I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, so I do believe that's something that everybody possesses. Everybody possesses that, and you don't need to go to church to know that you're a good person or not. Like like you should inher- inherently know what's good and what's what's bad. I mean I mean I think that's just a normal human emotion, like or a human. Uh, like a human part of the human experience I guess
3: I do but I also I do feel like with human behavior human action there's is a huge gray area though where that side of good and evil kind of mesh together yeah and it's kind of you don't really know what's what
1: well you is that like what you mean like you can do something evil for the greater good possibly yeah, that, maybe, that's what I say. It's like you can, you can do things that that seem like evil, but it's for the good. Or that's how somebody, people
2: defend the uh, the elitist. You know, that's a pre- pretty common argument in that that realm. Right, so like save like, humanity.
3: Like, you could do something that somebody else else perceives as being bad, but somebody else doesn't really perceive it as being bad. Like, to a certain extent, yes, good and evil do, does exist, but. Once you start working in towards the middle, like a Venn diagram or whatever, it gets it's subjective to a point. I feel like,
2: do you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like
3: Ron to do something that I think is good or bad, but then somebody else could think the exact same thing or the exact opposite,
2: and they probably will. You know, because we're judgmental creatures like we just we see things, observe it and we judge it automatically. We have to put it in a category of our mind to try to understand what the fuck we're seeing, how we're processing it. And so we judge things naturally. And so, you know, if it's something that's like like fringe to you or, you know, whatever, it's going to be like, oh, well, that's that's bad. They're crazy. So on and so forth. Right. Thus, you know, you get to know that person. You're like, oh, wow, we have a lot of things in common. You know. Yeah,
1: so so it's all perspective, Roman. And you have to it is just like everything right. they always say, you've got to get both sides of the story. Because what you see on the outside, oh, he just he just broke that guy's arm off, or he just oh. he just <laughs> cut that guy's head off. Pretty oh my extreme. god, he really cut that guy's head off. Well well, no, let's think about this. That guy needed his head to be cut off. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying though, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. Like some and that, people need that man's to child needed like, to observe
2: like, his father's head getting cut off.
1: Like, like I know it's bad. Like, you know, I'm supposed to "thou shalt not kill," but some people need to be dead. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, just as simple as that. I mean, some people just need to go.
2: That's what Bill Gates you know, says too. I, I'm
1: not going to give you any examples, but you know, in the last couple of years, we've, exi- we've examined, we've examined a few things out there that the, the people deserve to be dead. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just unsympathetic when it comes to some scenarios. Well, there's
3: just, it, there's, always, there's always three truths to any sort of situation. Mm. You
4: know, mm. discrepancy, mm. discrepancy
3: yeah. between people. It's always the three the truth, the other person's truth, and then the actual truth. And then, yeah, the actual truth is somewhere in between the two the opposite truths. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so, I've. I've tried to be really objective with all this conspiracy stuff, you know, and and not try to just lean into it too much and try to stand outside of it and try to look at the objective truths. Because I I feel a lot of people in in the conspiracy world, the podcast world, they'll, they'll go really hard on certain things. And I'm like, man, what if? What if we're completely fucking wrong about that shit? That's fucked up. They
3: marry their ideas. It's almost like yeah, it's like they get so fixated on they know what the actual truth is and when actual actual reality. Like anything I ever talk about conspiracy, I'm always say, well, I don't actually know. Any of this could be a bunch of horseshit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like some people are just so married to their ideas that they'll just stay with it until the end, and instead of maybe something changes or the information adapts and changes. And instead of like growing and adapting based off of that, I feel like that's, especially in the conspiracy realm or genre of things, like you can't just be so certain of things for sure. And you also have to listen to the complete opposite side of what your opinion is, even if it is the complete mainstream narrative or something else, but you can't just like, die on the hill of what you think, you know, is the truth.
1: Yeah. And we, and we talk about that on our show too. Like, like sometimes there's subjects that Buckley and I just, we don't agree on uh, or not hundred percent agree on. And I kind of like that and, and yeah. I like that dynamic. And I, and I will tell people, and we will tell people right on the show, like, listen, this is what we've, this is what we've looked into. This is what we're hearing. Uh, and here's the other side. Mm-hmm. So, so you make your decisions. Like, don't believe us. Don't listen to us. Go do your own research. You know, when people are fucking lazy, they don't want to go do any research or anything like that. Yeah. But but when we say something on the show, like, we really try to be as accurate as possible. You know, because we're starting to find out that some people will listen to shows like yours or listen to shows like ours or, or our other fellow podcasters that are in our ever growing circle. You know, we'll call it the All Media Family now, right? Mm-hmm. So a shout out to Mark. But, yeah. But, but it's shout like, out, Marky Boy. Yeah, but, but uh but I mean, you know, I I find that there's some podcasts that they, okay, let us name some names.
0: What, Don't well, do it. One of my new favorite podcasts right now is Conspiracy Social Club with uh, Tripoli e and Brian yeah. Callen, because yeah. I I like the aspect that uh, Callen tries to bring some some grounding to it, and you know we know know Tripoli is kind of way out there with some things, but. Uh, I find the, the two of them together kind of puts things in perspective. You know, there's, there's two different sides and sometimes they come together on certain conclusions, which is awesome. Uh, but sometimes also you can see like, Oh, well maybe that's a little bit too far out there and Oh, good job. Callum bringing that one back in and, and everything. And I really enjoy the skeptic view and I actually watch a lot of skeptic stuff, uh, just to help me kind of, uh, discern things you know and, well, and not we, get stuck not get stuck in the box you know because if we all just stay in the same box and repeat the same things over and over we're not ever going to learn anything we're just projecting the same shit and that's
1: and, where, and it becomes an echo chamber
0: okay it's just exactly. Gonna say,
1: then, then, then that's what we call the echo chamber and, and, and you know and i feel and, and maybe you will agree with me on this i know buckley and i have talked about this uh several times Do we agree on it well yeah <laughs> <laughs> because to be a good conspiracy theorist you have to be a good skeptic as well. Yeah. So so I think you know because you know Buckley is more skeptical than I am but I'm very skeptical on a lot of subjects too. Like like we don't we don't agree on the whole Sasquatch thing.
4: Ooh. Okay? Yeah.
1: So so I am a huge <laughs> I'm a huge Sasquatch guy and Buckley maybe you know on the fence but slowly you know, being more open minded to it. So so that's the whole thing. And like with me, like, oh, uh, somebody will say something that's like, ah, come on, that's what shit. And then I will look into it a little bit and I'll say, well, there might be a sliver of truth to it. You know, but some, okay, so let's talk about what I was going to say. The X22 report.
0: I'm not familiar. Uh,
1: so, X22 report. Okay. Total QAnon, dude. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Entertaining show, but he is still pushing trust the plan. Uh, Then you you got Simon Parks, not taking anything away from the guy. He's got a popular show and this and that. But that motherfucker is is just, he just doesn't stop. It's the same shit every day. Dude, nothing is happening. Yeah. Find something else to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because you have to be a skeptic. You have to. If you're going to dive into some conspiracy theories, and, and and let's face it, not everything we talk about, nor what you talk about, is a conspiracy theory, okay? Right. It's right. like, take Box BoxDogger, because you guys, you and Andy and, uh, uh, what's his Yake. name? Yake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the first time I ever heard that guy, I want to say I heard him on higher side chats. Very.
0: Uh, yeah, was- Jim Chesner was on higher side chats. Yake was not.
1: Okay, was he – well, he's been on uh, – maybe he was on Tinfoil then.
0: Nope. He's been on our show. He's been on Andy's show. He's been on uh, Innerverse, The uh, Way of the Truth Warrior with David Whitehead. Um, and he's okay, been so on I'm Unslaved. Not, I'm
1: not sure where I heard him first. Okay. But I did hear of him, and then Andy was telling me about him. I said, oh, yeah, I've heard of that guy in That in uh, when he talked about Box Saga. I thought for sure it was on higher side, but maybe not. But anyways, okay, that is not a conspiracy theory. This is possibly ancient archaeology, ancient history, forbidden history. Uh, It's not really really a conspiracy theory.
0: No, I look at it just like any other uh, creation story from every other religion, right? Egypt has one uh india has one the jewish people have one The native, uh,
1: American
0: Indians are native americans have one. everybody has one so this is the one from the north people right. basically so uh right. take it for what it is you know
1: yeah and, and why i'm so interested in that is because that's, that's where my ancestral lineage comes yeah. from so, so, it's, so it's very very interesting to me yeah
0: yeah like you're saying you have uh you're you're connected uh through blood to uh certain people, right? So I'm also I'm connected to rollo the Viking or Richard the uh, First, through the French, the French connection, and then William the Conqueror in England. Uh I'm connected there too, and then through a bunch of oh, other so ones.
1: So we probably have a connection DNA yeah. match somewhere down I, the know, we probably, so, I
0: actually went to a, a family reunion with my mom on my mom's side, which is all this comes from. And uh, we went out to Boston uh, for that family reunion because that's where a lot of our family comes from. My mom actually comes from Boston too.
2: Oh, shit.
1: Okay, okay. So so a lot of our family all came to Mass from England in, yeah. 1640s, in the 1640s. Yeah. So our genealogy goes back to, like, we were told for the longest time that we were descended from William the Conqueror himself. Yeah, and I I don't really know if that's absolutely a hundred percent accurate. We don't really we are, we're not really going to know for sure, but we do know that our ancestors were part of the Battle of Hastings that fought fought yeah. with the Normans.
0: There you go. Yeah, my mom did all the genealogy. Y'all are cousins.
1: Our family yeah, was the Normans. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. Well, my yeah, uncle is Bob Ross.
2: <laughs>
1: with his happy little trees.
2: Hell yeah, little squirrel friends.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. I used to watch Bob Ross all the time as I was a, when I was a kid. There's but, a yeah. Bob Ross uh, board game. What? Yeah, go check Stop it out. It's not
2: boring.
0: I love it. Go find it. <laughs> well, uh, I think Roman has to get going. Roman. Yes, uh, fortunately. <laughs> so we we can continue talking without Roman or we can end it here. What do you guys want to do?
1: Oh, that's, that's up to you. I mean, we still got to get, uh, we still got to get together and do a little bit of our own show tonight. Okay. I mean, and it's, I uh, don't even know what time it is. Oh, it's only seven 30. So it's not too bad.
0: <laughs> not too bad. Yeah. Uh, I just had one more thing to say w- about the simulation theory and stuff. And, uh, Roman talks about this a lot and, I uh, and I always bring it up for him was, is, is how certain people look like different animals and everything, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so in, in the simulation, if as if we're all done off uh, computer animated drawings, they're called CADs. So there's like a prototype, different, uh, different person. You know, there's this looking person, that looking person, and then you can slightly modify those, and they'll look a little different. So uh, I I kind of think of things like that because he, he thinks that he sees people that look like birds, or some people look like squirrels, or some people My look girlfriend. like hedgehogs or some people look like different animals you know rhinos or uh giraffes you have long neck people and everything so uh that's the interesting part of like the whole simulation idea too is is that we're all just you know uh cookie cutter people but then you dress us differently and you add these different attributes to us and we can come completely different it, even though they we're create all your cookie cutter yeah you get to create your own character
1: Okay. So, so, so yeah, that's, that's exactly true. And, uh, and the other thing is too, Dan, do you know what your blood type is?
0: I don't, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you need to look into that. We need to have a discussion about that Yeah. because because the norm is a lot of the Normans. The the theory was now that most of the Normans were, I
0: I know, I know my ex-wife had to get that shot when we had uh, my son.
1: Okay, so that means that your wife was Rh negative and you were.
0: Yes. But I know my sister is Rh negative. So
1: Yeah. And it's weird because not all siblings will be Rh negative.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's
1: that's another bizarre thing. You know what it usually is? Firstborn males. Of Rh negatives.
0: I was a firstborn male.
1: Yeah, so was I. I,
0: But I don't know if I am or not. Firstborn tongue. So I don't know how it works. Yeah. But yeah, that's a very interesting thing. Uh, my sister wants to come on the show and be on the show. She thinks that we need uh, a girl point of view on this show. I know you guys recently added a, a girl to your show. Well, woman. We, have,
1: we have Kristen that's been on probably three or four <laughs> with us. She's a friend of the families, and she couldn't make it tonight. She wasn't feeling well, but, uh, but she's going to be in the studio next week. And we try to get her here. Uh, get her in into the studio as often as possible. Yeah. Uh, because she's into some cool stuff too. And uh some weird stuff too. And a lot of our listeners like the fact that we have a chick on the panel, which is which yeah. is cool too. So
2: I, I think that's good that's great. And you know it's it's uh and Dan, they're women. They're not girls. Okay? Sorry, my bad.
1: So hey,
3: we're a toxic male. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <coughs> well sorry for coughing into the mic. Uh that was funny. <laughs>
0: all right well uh thanks guys for joining us today we appreciate it it was fun conversation to get into uh some simulation and manifesting and stuff i we uh love that around here on our show we really don't talk too much about politics and uh new age conspiracies i know roman really loves to talk about that stuff and he'll still bring it out in some of the shows and everything and I, I, I kind of like just to get into the ancient history and the mysteries and everything. But we, we, we try to talk about a little bit of everything. Uh, but we try to stay away from politics so much because it's so uh, polarizing, you know. Uh, yeah. So We also don't know shit about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm completely stupid when it comes to to political debates I'm like uh, I don't know I don't pay any attention to it so I don't have any knowledge on it to give because uh, I try to take my energy out of out of that stuff but uh,
1: yeah, you know we're, we're going to be getting away from it too I mean I mean I talk about politics so I talk we talk about the COVID agenda uh, because that's a conspiracy theory as well I think yeah. it's an elitist move to take us over and enslave us even more than we already are uh, yeah. and I kind of go hard on that but, I, but I'm pretty versed on it too uh, it can, because it, it goes along with my theory that we're living in the fourth Reich, which, which is a genre of its own. So but, uh, but in, those, in, aren't, those aren't like, conspiracy the theories.
0: Those aren't conspiracy yeah. theories though, Ron. Those are all real things that are happening right now.
1: They, oh, yeah, they Ron, are so.
0: trying to control us. There is a fourth industrial revolution coming. So those are not theories. Those are truths. <laughs>
1: well, my theory is that we, that the Nazis, that, that the Germans lost world war two, but the Nazis did not. So no. uh, And that's something yeah. that we're going to be doing more on, too. And that's what Ryan on Dangerous World likes to have me come on because he knows, for whatever reason, I have studied Nazis since I was a little <laughs> kid, for some bizarre reason. Did like the Nazis yeah.
2: go to Agartha? Do you believe that the, the Nazis escaped to the hollow earth? What do you like, uh, believe on that?
1: Okay, okay,
3: well, hold on. Hold on. 100% yes, they did. Hundred Yeah, well... <laughs>
1: I'm dying on that hill. I'm a big, I'm a big oh, yes, hollow earth guy. I, I love the subject of the hollow earth. Yeah, uh, and I also like the subject of uh, Hitler escaping, which I firmly believe he did. Yeah, and I believe, uh, and and this all comes into the Nazi bell too, and yeah. where these people just disappeared. All that Nazi stuff is very, very, extremely interesting to me, and uh, and and it, of course that's tied in with Himmler and the occultism. Uh in yep. SS and all the magic and the Viral Society and all that. And, and that's a lot of stuff that I know about. So that's why people like to have me on and talk about that stuff. So so but we're gonna start getting into some more weird stuff. And I noticed that our listeners kind of respond to the weird subjects yeah. like really well.
3: Weird is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird <laughs> is really good.
1: Yeah, like when we see how many listeners we've had per podcast, you know, you know, after a month, like we'll check them after a month. Like 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 the Hollow earth, not Hollow earth, flat Flatter earth Show flat with earth. David Weiss. That was huge.
0: Yeah. For us too, actually. We,
1: yeah, and and then yeah. we did and then we did one on uh simulation theory. That mm-hmm. one went through the roof. Uh Welcome to the Awakening. That's another good episode that went through the roof. So so our people our people like to uh like the weird stuff. Uh, and, and we like the weird stuff too, so I think we're gonna we're gonna start doing more uh, more uh, shows right. on it. Yeah, and yeah. I think I like talking about
3: politics just because, if anything, it's just it's just entertaining. And it's hilarious to
4: pay <laughs> attention to the
3: stuff that's going on. Honestly, it's like a clown show. It's yeah, theater, it's theater. It's just it's funny. Yeah. I think
0: yeah. a lot of people yeah. are getting the COVID fatigue though, and they're tired of hearing everything about COVID. So when they see the podcasts that are yeah. finally about something else. They they tend to gravitate to it more, and the flat Earth topic <laughs> is a huge God. subject everywhere. Everybody's talking about it, and that's a big debatable subject too. But uh, big uh, time,
1: big yeah. time, debatable. It's yeah. fun.
0: It's fun. I like to hear about it. I like to, uh, I watch videos about it all the time, but uh, yeah. I don't. I still don't. I don't subscribe to it or nothing. But yeah, but it's like, interesting.
1: Like, like I told David Weiss, I'm agnostic about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's like it's like could it could it be? Yes. Do I think it is? Not really. But 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 like you say, Dan, it is a very interesting subject. And yeah, when you yeah. see when you see the evidence put forward, it's very compelling evidence. It is. And David Weiss, as far as I'm concerned, is like the head guy in this whole deal. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. so when he talks, he's very convincing, and, and and he puts out the information, and it makes sense. That's the scary part. You know what I mean? It makes sense. And that's that's the part like He has an answer for everything. Exactly.
2: You can logistify, yeah, yeah. You can logisti- logistify which is a word I'm hoping is a word or no, I'm claiming it now. justify like, anything though. <laughs> What's that?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you can. You can make an argument up. You can just invent something and make arguments to convince people that it's true. Yeah. And that's where the word psyop comes in.
0: Well, see my problem word. with David Weiss then is, is that Uh, you can only accept the information that he gives you because every other source of information is corrupted. So that leads you only to one destination, and I I think that's a problem.
4: And he also said, cool story, bro. When when you do try to ask him a question,
1: like Like my good question when he was on the show was, why the lie? Yeah, And he was like, oh, it's for control. Right, so they want us to think we're on a globe Earth to control us more because they could control us if it's a flat Earth too. I mean, what's the difference?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, and it all comes down to Bitcoin for him. (laughs) Oh. Which I feel sometimes is just another psyop, but but
0: oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't own any
1: Bitcoin just for this. Yeah.
2: Oh. you should get into yeah, some blockchain. crypto, though. I mean, I do. I do suggest it. I do suggest getting oh, at is, least. Some I didn't crypto say I wasn't early. into
1: crypto. I'm not into Bitcoin.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So,
1: uh, but anyways, yeah. So so we'll uh, so so I guess we'll plug our show now.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, tell the good people where they can find you.
1: So you can find me on OnlyFans
3: <laughs> at <laughs> FuckNastyXXX69, <laughs>
1: and
3: uh, yeah. Premium content.
1: He's got a ninety percent off sale going on right now through Christmas.
3: I have a, you know, like I think three subscribers. They're all runs, different social media accounts. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go.
1: Okay, so Buck Buckley tries to remain as anonymous as possible. Although, although he does have followers on his Instagram from people that figured out who he was from listening to the show. So, <laughs> uh, so, so that's cool. But, but yeah, I'm easy to find on Instagram. That's where we all found each other. Uh, instagram ron from new england all one word and uh the wicked planet podcast uh also on instagram and uh, our show the wicked planet podcast it's uh you know, it's yeah. moving along it's doing good we thank everybody for listening we we really appreciate it. And, and we really love getting on other podcasts like this swapcast we're doing tonight
4: yeah we fun. really
1: enjoy doing that uh this is the first time we did it with buckley and i together actually in the studio uh which, which I think which I think we're going to set up, and we're gonna, probably going to do that more often. We're probably going to do that more often. It's just i got to get him out of his house more than one night a week, which I understand is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Either cool. that or I'm going to have to buy him an iPad, which we've actually talked about. <laughs> uh, because yeah, like he was cheapo. That. You should see his phone, dude.
3: Dude,
1: I have an iPad and it's, it's great. Looks, it looks like I ran over it with the front end loader. I mean, literally, <laughs> might
0: be, might be thank you guys for joining us and uh you guys can uh check out their podcast the wicked planet check out ron from new england on insta and uh go get naked with buckley on OnlyFans. <laughs> <He
3: picks.
4: laughs>
0: and uh thank you fire tribe for listening to the show today and if you're thank not you, down Sean. with that we got two words for you wake wake, wake. Oh. Wake up! Wake, up. Wake,
2: up. <laughs> Wake the fuck up, you motherfucker! Wake up!